Hello, everyone. Uh, today, sitting down with me is my buddy Connor. Hey, Liam. Thank you for having me. This oh, it's good. I'm like, yeah, love to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. How's it going today? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, got some work done. Nice. Came out here on the bus as we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Which is a mission. Um, <laughs> Haven't been out checking this in a while. Last time we came out here, we went and played some b ball. Oh yeah, at the, uh, journey to the court. <laughs> journey to the court, exactly. Yeah, but you guys have a really good basketball court out here. It's crazy how many sports you can get into. Like, there's the basketball court. We got a beach yeah. volleyball thing. Now there's a turf field. There's turf field. Yeah, where, where's that? Is that in behind? Yeah, like you know, have you seen like where the gym and the lodge is? Yeah, yeah. Just like across the way from that, there's a new turf okay. field. Nice. And yeah, you guys got the gym right there, like the hockey nets and everything. Like, you can pretty much not leave yeah. here and do every sport you yeah. want to do. Yeah. yeah. What about food-wise? What do you guys have out here food-wise? You guys have not like much. a corner store? Yeah, like there is um, like a little corner store there. Um, the hostel has food. Yeah. But if you really want good stuff, like you go to um, Function. Yeah. But like there's 200 Degrees in Function, which is super good. Like Wildwoods in Function. So there's oh, like yeah, a well. couple of like different like lunch and breakfast spots. Yeah, yeah. There's a new pizza place actually. And function? Yeah, functional pie. Nice, there you go. Yeah, well, like, what, what time does it close at, though? I have no idea. Right. I've only been once. <laughs> Domino's delivery. Yeah, That's exactly. All yeah, That's yeah. all you need. Especially here. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to get Uber Eats. Yeah. Dude, Uber's coming to BC right now. Really? Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. No Vancouver way. Too. No yeah. way. Yeah. All the cab drivers. Oh, I know. People losing it. Well, dude, it's a $25 cab to get a checklist. Oh, man. It's insane. Like, I know. And this is the whole thing. It's inevitable that it's going to come. Yeah. Like that's the whole issue with all these cab drivers and people being against it. Yeah. It's just, it's going to happen eventually. So just embrace it. Kind embrace of thing it. Exactly. Make change. Yeah. I'm really excited for, have you ever heard about the new um, robo taxi thing with Tesla? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And Elon Musk was just like, oh, we're basically going to wipe out Uber. <laughs> They're going to be off the <laughs> yeah. map. And you're like, oh my gosh. It like, sounds sick though. Pretty much yeah. like you buy a Tesla and then yeah. if you're like, you're at work, and you're like, oh, I'll send my car to work too. And yeah. you'll just like drive people around all day. And it's going to make you money. Yeah. Like yeah. your car is making you the money. Like, and Elon's like, oh, we'll take 30% off the top. <laughs> yeah. Talk about well, it. I mean, that's a smart business, I guess. Oh yeah. Not super smart business. Yeah. yeah. I think the biggest thing for them with the driverless cars though is... Um, I was listening to a couple of people talk about it and with driving because you have to be somewhat aggressive as yeah. a driver to emerge onto a lane and you For know sure. human it like can be like all right I'm gonna merge and this person's gonna slow down yeah, but yeah. with a self-driving car they can't if they're too aggressive well you know they're gonna get an accident so they're gonna hit people you know crossing a sidewalk totally but if they're not aggressive enough they're just gonna be stalled out in the merge lane yeah Cars are just gonna keep going by and so different scenarios require different amounts of aggression. exactly and i know that elon was saying that they have about a billion kilometers of data or a billion and a half kilometers of data where they're working on it yeah because his is i don't know i might be wrong on this not, not <laughs> yeah i know the it, numbers are so tough i i, I think that his like all teslas are um uh, camera yeah camera sensors which a lot of them most um, cars are uh, laser yeah lidar lidar yeah exactly yeah. but the thing with lidar is it's quicker yeah but it's not as exact like I know one um, example they were saying was a bike on the back of a car yeah like is that how does the lidar you know read that they see a bike yeah but you know, it's on the back of a car. It's not actually, you know, going so, going crossword. But yeah. with the uh, with the cameras, they're starting to see that a lot more. Be like, okay, no, no, this is a bike, and yeah. then it goes back to their data sensor and back to the database, and they can and cross it all over. Which yeah. smart people work on that stuff. Like, yeah, I pretend know. to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. We're talking oh yeah, about. I read this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So it's good, but 
Yeah, man. Sweet. Do you have a mic on the um, green one? Just in case that doesn't get covered. Put it on the green? Like on your uh, jacket oh, so yeah, that yeah. it sits more outside. Yeah. Oh, you can go lower probably. Like, nipple is perfect. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does not like LiDAR. I listened to an interview where he was like, yeah. um, he made a, it was like pretty crude. He was pretty much said like, you can have like adding more incompetency, like more LiDAR, it just makes things worse. Right. It was a pretty, yeah, he was, he thinks camera is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that they were saying LiDAR is a lot more like quick. Like when it identifies laser, something. Yeah, to identify, yeah, yeah. it's like, man. Yeah. But I don't know, I'm sure he knows what he's talking yeah, about. Put some time in, that's for sure. <laughs> he's digging tunnels to <laughs> LA to San Francisco, I'm sure you can yeah. you know, tell which yeah, cameras are better. Guy's very passionate. Yeah, yeah very so passionate. Workhorse, yeah. too. All those guys, man. Like, yeah. You look at all these tech giants and hours they're putting in, 80, 90 hours a week. It's just like, jeez. So gritty. <laughs> yeah. Insane. He's, uh, did you see his tweet about the flamethrowers? For the, I don't know if it was legit, but yeah. there's a tweet with this whole Area 51 thing. Oh, He's yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, su- I'll, I'll supply the flamethrower. <laughs> it's for that, like, the 500,000 people that oh, want to storm yeah, Area 51 or something. Yeah. And he said he'd give them all flamethrowers. Oh, I think he's, I don't know. I don't know if it was taken out of context or someone made it, but I just saw like Elon Musk tweet, like, I'll supply the flamethrowers for Area 51. But But he, dude, him on Twitter, he loves like memes and he loves like poking people and throwing them Which might not be the best thing for a CEO (laughs) to do. You know, you might see a bit of spike in Tesla stock after that. Yeah. Yeah, um, he likes to play that game. Yeah. But the whole Area 51 thing is just insane yeah like it started off as a joke and people were like we're gonna do it man like let's just let's go like Storm get up. everyone together you know we're gonna we're gonna build this massive you know and you see all the jokes we're like oh we'll send the kyles first the monster kyles oh, and yeah, they're yeah. gonna go up <laughs> then after that we'll get they're the, the pawns uh, yeah yeah you know, like we'll get like the the who else is what, there? the brads and chads yeah, the brads and chads <laughs> yeah and, oh my gosh just toss them all in cool. yeah, yeah i love it when people like you know pick like Pick about nice comedy from stuff like yeah, that, yeah, big yeah, events no, no, and things like sure. that. But people are taking it serious. Yeah. People are full on like, yeah, we're going to do this, man. And you're just like... Strength in numbers. Yeah, strength in numbers. Yeah. They can't kill us all. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you need to know that this is an Air Force base like, <laughs> yeah. by the U.S. military, one of the strongest forces in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, they probably um, got a pretty strong gain on that place. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a little bubbly pop in. Oh, we're in. Like, yeah, yeah. If there's more than ten of us, then yeah, they can't get. Yeah, it's. I'll see what happens to that. Yeah, when, so. when when is that supposed to go down? Do you know the the date for it? No, no. I think it's soon though. It's soon. Facebook event. Nice. We'll see a, a spike in numbers of everyone flying in. Yeah, <laughs> Hotel dude. prices rising up and everything. It'll be like Whistler during Crankworks. Everyone's just jumping in. Dude, well, that'd like, be hilarious. What's the nearest? Uh, city by Area Fifty One. Like, I don't know. It's in it's in Nevada, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> like, them, there's gonna be no cars to rent. It's gonna be like everyone's just coming in from all what, just all corners of the country. Running. Yeah. Running yeah. In. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. Yeah. That'll that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if it happens. Yeah, dude. I'm sure there'll be a lot of news stories on that. Yeah. Find out there's like ten people that show up. Yeah. Looking at each other like, oh. Dude, that's a classic Facebook event, though. Like, you know, twenty, like two hundred people subscribe on Facebook, and then yeah, it's like yeah. thirty people show up. And yeah, you go, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I like guess, uh, me trying to get a basketball game or any sports event. Going. Yeah, people like yeah. actually committing to showing yeah, up. Yeah, 
I was pretty stoked on Marcos's birthday though. Like, yeah, no, that was that was amazing. Twenty five of the homies like yeah. made it to somewhere yeah. pretty far outside yeah. Whistler. And... Yeah, for for those who don't know, uh, Marcos's birthday just yeah. happened, and uh, we all went out paintballing. Yeah, which was an adrenaline rush, super fun. Super fun. Yeah. Definitely got gnarly, way <laughs> gnarlier than I thought. I felt like when I left there, I'd seen some shit I never thought I'd see. But yeah, some some people definitely. Uh, let's just say took it to another level yeah totally yeah. some got the worst of it <laughs> yeah 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 Mark the firing line yeah so basically what happened for those wondering called the gauntlet so we all line up there's 25 of us yeah, yeah. so 23 because darcy and marcos were the the rabbits I yeah guess. running down and we were line. probably what maybe 20 feet away yeah 20 or 30 yeah, 20 30 feet away yeah. and they have to run from one flag to the other flag and it's just open fire it was crazy. <laughs> the videos that you got of it, of the yeah, you barely hear individual shots. It's like oh, a swarm man. of bees just flying yeah. at someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Marcos, like he had cuts on his face and stuff. Like wearing a mask, had full on cuts on his face. Yeah, Which it was, was bad. I was I was very pro gauntlet before the gauntlet, and then yeah. I watched it happen. I was like, well, I've never seen something like that. We so we had a staff party. Um, with Garfinkel's the nightclub yeah. I work at. Yeah, um, and one of the guys did it. Oh, okay. And like when we were talking about it, I'm like, oh, like, because I remember when he did it, he didn't get it that bad. Like, he did it naked. Okay, yeah. And we're yeah. like, okay, we'll kind of see. But we were at the other one. We we're in the one south of the village. Oh, okay. And there's trees and everything in the way. So he gets to run, but a lot of the shots didn't actually make it to the target. Yeah. They're hitting trees and branches on the way in. Is it trees like all the way up to him kind of thing? So exactly, you'd have to, like, yeah. yeah, you'd have yeah. to line a shot up yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Especially so, with paintballs. Like, like, he definitely got hit, but. It was nowhere near as bad as oh my god in the, the open you know just yeah <laughs> shooting fish in a barrel too <laughs> yeah and props to Austin for uh, well for yeah because Darius hurt his ankle and yeah. then the instructor still made him run he yeah, oh, yeah had a bone to pick with Darius which is crazy and then but then yeah Austin got in there and did the best probably some of the most consistent dive rolls I've ever seen yeah they were really nice. He over-rolled the one. Oh, yeah, that was bad. I saw yeah. his feet got around. Yeah, and, he got and then everyone saw him. <laughs> yeah. And he just ran in the bushes. Yeah. Just threw in the towel. I did pretty good. I just got one on the hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got I got one in the head. Oh, which, shit. Like, I didn't even think about it. I was like, if I had a concussion or something, like, that would rattle you. Oh, like, yeah. Because it full-on hit me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like... Yeah. That kind of that kind of hurt. I did get one in the neck, bell. but it didn't break. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually saw that one. You're Where behind knocked the tires. Back. Yeah, yeah, you're behind the tires. Yeah, and I saw you, and you're like feeling your throat. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm all good, and you're like straight back into it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, no paint. We're good. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, my I know my girlfriend. She got it pretty bad. She was the last one standing for the team when everyone oh, came my running God. in, and yeah. there's like probably like three or four of them just rushing in. I was just like. Just throw in the towel. Like, no, like, give up. Because like, at that point, everyone's going to fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they come from around. Like, oh, that's oh, bad. Oh, my gosh. But uh, she took it like a champ. She that's good. Yeah, that, yeah. So. But I know, like, a couple. Well, even when we uh, got hit, we were, like, walking off. Yeah. And because when you're on the far side, you have to walk past the de- the team you're against. Yeah. And totally. they all see you. They're like, oh, look who these guys are. Bye they bye. start, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe firing a couple of shots at your backs. Then you start running, you know, you have your hands over your head. Yeah, like, stop <laughs> trying to oh, trying man. To call it. The boys yeah. aren't the most merciful. Even yeah. like that last game we went out for, everyone's like, we're on one line. Yeah. The boys are all walking to the end and Phil's the last guy walking. Yeah. And a couple just shots. Just a couple of boys. Oh, just lit up his <laughs> back. He just starts running down the way. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Then, what was the guy's name that? 
G? G? Yeah. So G was like the... He's called the referee, really. Yeah, the referee, basically. Yeah. What was the other guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But basically, like, each team kind of has their own referee, so if someone is being... A little know, bit loose. A little loose, you know, a little over the top, they kind of fire a couple shots at him. Yeah. And uh, the last game, he went in and played... Like, so how did that... I didn't play in that one. So how did that work? Was it him and two other guys or three other guys? Like, was it Mitch Matt? It was pretty much, like, whoever had balls left in their gun. They were like, you can go out and play another round. was it even teams? Or did he... No, it was kind of like... Like, there was probably, like, way more um, of the black team. So I think there was, like, six of us. And there was maybe, like, three or... No, it was probably, like, four or something of the green team. And he was a part of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it was... Since we... It was just all balls. There was no lives. It was just shoot until you're done so you yeah. can take as many hits as you want yeah. so people were just getting in there and getting smoked yeah, yeah. he got hit a couple good times yeah, he got no, one he in the neck and yeah, he, was, yeah. he was yelling yeah because yeah. uh, he definitely had like the, the home court advantage he knew that that course fairly well Dude, every and time I'd <laughs> poke away I would just see his mask and he'd just yeah. be staring yeah. like a shot would go by your yeah. head and just like seeing how tactical it was like I wish I could see that from like a bird's eye view yeah. of like seeing him like you know running across the bus over here firing a couple shots and cutting back to yeah. behind the bunker then cutting up forward and like pressing pressure down low and everything like it was just so cool to watch like yeah. that level in comparison to everyone else like oh yeah ducking to like peek their head up for one sec take a shot and then duck back down like he never like hid he was always like in the offense like totally. pressing forward yeah very communicative too i heard he was like yeah. yelling at the boys <laughs> that was the thing like he would never hide every time i look up his yeah, head yeah no up. like like I, I wasn't in the game but i was behind and you're watching, watching and you're just like you could see him and he wouldn't would never just like camp out like i think that's all i did in every single game was like Find a spot, camp out, and try to shoot people down. Yeah, you're Maybe, behind it. Go behind. Maybe like run back to a bunker every now and then, but it yeah. definitely never got to the point where he was just like rushing and like putting pressure. Yeah, on. like really running yeah. through the woods looking for but shots. The one thing I like when you do play, you do find is when you see the person go behind. Yeah. And you're say they're behind the bunker. Yeah. And you have your head out and you're watching them. Yeah. You definitely have the advantage because as soon as they come up, you just start firing. Yeah, you see. And then the they shot. go back down. You they just kind of you know cower away and you're just oh. sitting there and you're just like, all right, here we go. Like, dude, you're just sitting there waiting for them to poke their head. That's back the out. worst when you know you're the one hiding. Yeah, like that's yeah. when I got hit. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It was buddy and has one of those see-through nets and he's literally just pulled his gun through one of the holes yeah. and he's waiting for us and I was like just trying to be as thin as the tree and he kept shooting and they would graze off my butt and then I'd check and then he'd like graze it off my head and then he caught me in the hand yeah that was another thing you could never tell who was who yeah the masks aren't very visible <laughs> even like friendly fire a little bit like oh I'm pretty sure I hit a couple of the people on my own team because they would go up ahead especially like, it, it, yeah. not when we were in the more open round yeah in the open round so basically yeah. we played a couple rounds the first round was in the open section where we had bunkers and a bus in the middle yeah and then after that we went into the bushes which got a little bit more chaotic and everyone's wearing camo and the only way you can tell who's on whose team is half of us have a green mask on the other half have black yeah but it but all looks the same it it's all been... looks the same and especially when you or if someone's running back to the bunker yeah because yeah. in the in the other game we played if you got tagged you had to run back to the bunker get your second life and come back out yeah you just see someone running at you oh and you're and you're just like oh my gosh who's this person you just start firing yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely wouldn't do well in the military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help that you can't see through those yeah, masks. Yeah, the masks yeah. definitely didn't help. But uh, identifying your target was definitely not a no. It's not a easy. Strong point. <laughs> I mean, I think Cassie only got shot when the game wasn't going and yeah. by her brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, man, she was that, not happy. About that, that was like the Sharp family is. 
Oh yeah, they're so wild. funny. The banter between them, yeah, is insane. Yeah, no, they're their own crew. <laughs> you said you're going to their beer, beer Olympics, beer Olympics. Yeah, this weekend I think. Oh, yeah, down at their parents' gosh. place. Yeah, that sounds like it'll be crazy. I went last year. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah, yes. I don't really drink, but I definitely like to go see yeah, the madness. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I won't be going. I've got to work. Are you working? But yeah, I was definitely looking at it. I was like, that could be a really good time. Oh, yeah, because... it'll be a riot. Oh, man. No, their whole family's like that. Yeah. It's lots of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for people listening, I think most people who know you probably know you from either boarding on the hill or from Garf's where you, know, you provide yeah. the good times to Garf the people of Whistler. Whistler. Yeah. yeah, but you've got a new venture going on. Yeah, I do. Um, it's called Beach Days Towel. So okay. anybody who wants to go check that out, www.beachdaystowel um, on Instagram, Facebook, Beach Days Towel. Nice. Um, basically what it is, is my boss actually and my, my friend Baz, Okay. Uh, we started a dropshipping company. Yeah, a little while ago, probably last year. And before that, I was trying to start my own like kind of marketing agency. Like I wanted to start something on my own. Like you've always been looking throughout the last couple of years. Of something exactly where you to start some something. In. And uh, yeah, so we started a dropshipping company. Those of you who are unaware with what dropshipping is, basically you're like a middleman. So do you know what dropshipping is? No. So dropshipping. So say. Um, you know, you want a lava lamp or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You provide the marketing for it. Okay. And yeah, they don't buy it directly from you. They basically are buying it from China. So it's the same thing as a store. It's an online store. It's e-commerce. Yeah, store. yeah. So the same way you go to a store and you're like, oh, you know, this is a cool shirt. Yeah. Or, you know, the store is buying that from another company. Yeah. Which they're just taking the profit of that. Okay. So you're doing the same thing. You're supplying the marketing. You're supplying the, here's the product. Yeah. But you never actually have to hold it because when it gets shipped to them, yeah, it's basically coming straight from China. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. say um, you find a lava lamp for $5 yeah. on the internet and you're like, oh, this is cool. People would like to buy it. Yeah. I'm going to sell it to, I'm going to promote it. I'm going to do all the Google ads. I'm going to do Facebook ads. Yeah, you know, try to build a bit of a, a website, a business for it. Okay, you know, on um, AliExpress uh, and um, Amazon. Yeah, and be like, okay, I'm gonna sell it for ten dollars. Yeah, so people see it for ten dollars. They're like, oh, that's a cool lava lamp. Like, you're basically just the marketing. You're, you're, you're the middleman. You're providing that product that China's producing to the people, exactly. and they so, buy it through you. But you never actually see the product. You never exactly. So yeah. it goes straight to them. So we started off doing that with what we're selling is round towels. Sorry, never. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talked about that. We're selling round towels. Um, custom design wholesale, which is awesome. Lots of businesses yeah. are getting involved with it. Um, we kind of try to go after businesses, events, yeah, and um, destinations. Okay, so, like we have Whistler towels. We've yeah. been selling, you know, trying to get into Mexico, like Banff and everything. Like, yeah, totally. kind of the tourist towns. You know how you always see the oh the yeah, yeah. At the shops, and yeah, everything like that. To buy. So selling like custom wholesale towels for them. Okay. Um, so the drop shipping business sort of progressed into what is now more yeah. specifically a towel business and then use that drop shipping model to provide the towels. A little bit. So what happened with the drop shipping is we we did a couple courses on it. Yeah. And it's funny because they're always like, oh, you know, make money fast, super easy. Yeah, it's got the, a, classic. the classic, you know, yeah. spiel. And like we always know, like, you know, never really believe any of that. Yeah. But yeah, we started doing it. But what we found was um, a lot of the products we were selling which were round towels they would go out of stock 
Okay. And then you do all this work to, you know, promote a certain product and towel. Yeah. And, you know, all this stuff. And then they go run out of stock. And then you got to find a new towel. And you'd have to upload that one. And oh, crazy. It was just a lot of, like, management on the website and everything like that. Yeah. Which also what happened, too, with us is the Canada Post Strike kind of screwed us over for getting any business in Canada whatsoever. And obviously, you know, trying to tell friends about it, like, oh, order this, order that. And then... Canada, China, they, they weren't accepting any packages from China. Wow. So we we're just like, all right, well, you know, we're not going to. That pretty much halted that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the only way we could get them is if we bought them in bulk. Okay. So we're like, all right, well, let's make a Whistler one, a mm-hmm. Whistler round towel. Yeah. And see how it goes. So we bought, I think it was 30 or 40. Yeah. Bought them in and we sold them less than 24 hours. I just put a thing up on Whistler Winter and on Facebook and it was you know, Whistler Buy and Sell and people were just like, oh, can I get one of those? Can I get one of those? Wow. So we're like, all right, well, maybe we kind of tapped into a market. So then we got in contact with Whist Life. We're selling them out of Whist Life. You guys want to go get a Beach Days towel, head down to Whist Life. Maybe yeah. it's there. Um, we're looking at talking to a couple other stores around yeah. town, trying to get them in there. Um, but the big um, kind of orders are coming through mostly companies like we just yeah. sold 300 to swatch the watch company yeah watch company which wow. is awesome yeah um a toothpaste company or toothbrush yeah. company like that's crazy really random it's kind of cool um the the clients we're getting and yeah this is all just through google ads yeah and uh also for me learning so much about you know how to build a business and how to you know market to certain people and all of this stuff you know building a website yeah. And, you know, getting in FaceTime, you know, going into the store and being like, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'd like to sell my product in your store. Totally. Just learning all that stuff is just so crucial and beneficial. Like, this is something that I want to do, you know, like, I want to be kind of more entrepreneurial and, like, kind of yeah. try out new things, you know, hopefully own a couple of companies as they get older. Yeah. And this has definitely, you know, been a learning experience and, yeah, how to promote myself is just yeah. And my, my business is is huge. Yeah. So whether or not this business is the one, those skills that you're learning are invaluable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And well, and future. And the good thing is, like, like we're making money now. Like yeah. this company, which is funny, Bass and I always joke about it. Yeah. Cost us two thousand dollars to start up. Wow. Like the whole entire thing, two thousand dollars. <laughs> like that is all the money we put into this company. Everything yeah. else is just through our work and our knowledge. Yeah. And like he's a genius when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Like oh, he's so good. good. Yeah. Um, like he basically he's done all the back end stuff for Garfs as well. Nice, yeah. Like yeah. has all the, the tricks of the trade and knows, you know. It's probably to, nice to have someone like that in your yeah, corner. Yeah, exactly. Like, kinda of like mentor in there underneath him and yeah. everything. Um but yeah, just uh learning all those skills is just is That's cool. crucial. And like I never went to to college or university or anything like that. Like yeah. I was straight out of high school I'm like I'm moving to Whistler, like that's what oh. I wanna do. Like yeah, yeah. here we go. Yeah. And uh yeah, coming down here, you know, obviously snowboarding, everything like that. Like, I was like, okay, I need to kind of start building some skills and learning and something all that's this stuff. Very more sustainable yeah. for your the yeah. continued lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, and there's no better way than just oh, jumping in the trenches. Into, yeah. Exactly, yeah. jumping yeah. straight into it, sink or swim kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, saying that, like, yeah, you go to school and you kind of learn business, but it's like, you know, okay, if you were to go to a business venture and talk about X and Y and Z and, you know, add all this together. Like it's, yeah. it's not as hands on, it's not as tangible as like, all right, I'm going to go in. And a, a big thing mm-hmm. that I really like about this is like, I've been bartending for four years now. Yeah. And it's just kind of the same. Well, like I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. bartending is awesome, but it's the same kind of thing. It's, Oh, I'll get a Roman Coke. All right. 
you know, you just do this about a thousand times a day and you're just pouring drinks, pouring drinks. Kind of like peak, like you figure it out and exactly. then it's the and then same. You peak. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can do that job, you know, half in your sleep. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, totally. But the cool thing with, you know, starting up an o- your own company and kind of learning about it is everything's different. It's, there's no right way to go about things. Yeah. It's all right. See if this works. Oh, all right. That worked pretty good. We're going to keep doing this. Yeah. All right. This didn't work so well. We're not going to do that as much. Yeah. So learning all that stuff is primarily like such a huge factor in business. Yeah. So just being able to take what you've learned and then apply it. Yeah. Really, yeah. Especially these days, I feel like it's spe- like, I mean, I don't know how much Google ads deal with algorithms and things like that, but yeah. those can just change. And then you got to re-figure out how to market your stuff. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So as your your pretty much basic business model is you attract people through the Google ads, they yeah. come to you, yeah, you yeah. do the design of the towels? Yeah, we do. Um, yeah. A lot of the people, like we'll charge extra for design. A lot of the the companies that come through, they kind of already have what they're looking for. It's simple. It's like it's our simple. logo, exactly. middle of the um, towel. Mo- most of it's, yeah, just logo, middle of the towel. Can you yeah. get this done for us? Yeah, no worries. Yeah. We'll send it off, get them all made and send it back and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, so you're doing all um, the legwork and providing the towels. Yeah, yeah. Like we we do design but the one frustrating thing about design is do you like this design yeah uh, i kind of do but i'd like to you know kind of change this up a little the bit back and forth the and back and forth is yeah. just you know probably provides crucial. and especially if you're talking time versus dollars yeah, like yeah. that takes so much time yeah, just to yeah. provide one sale versus yeah, the company's quick yeah i remember you telling me about it first and the most ingenious part about it that I really liked was the fact that they're one size fits all. Yeah. And they don't really break. They don't. And, and that was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing these courses for, uh, for the drop shipping and like kind of hearing people's stories and people are like, Oh, you know, I have, you know, this disco ball that I'm selling and it yeah. keeps breaking. And you know, then, then that's just terrible because you're dealing with, you know, say even 10% of your customers that are like, Hey, this stopped working or this broke. Yeah. And then it's, you go warranties and back oh, and man. forth and all that stuff is just bad reviews too bad like, reviews and yeah everything. but uh yeah no and the one size fits all too is, is big it's key yeah. oh how big's a medium how big's a small all that <laughs> yeah. stuff is just, just takes so much time on your insane. day wow but yeah um but yeah no it's been really really good we uh we're looking at doing a couple trade shows okay here yeah. in September we got one down in Vancouver so that'll be good nice um and that's another thing like just learning yeah. that whole side of things as well totally and trying to sell yourself a little bit and I mean in every market like yeah. they all do trade shows like yeah. snowboarding you yeah know, any other any and other companies like I've, I've done some stuff with DC yeah. which is so beneficial even if you just get your foot in the door be like all right you know a big thing is you, you got to sell it you got to talk about the product right yeah yeah and yeah that's uh so learning all that stuff yeah learning all that stuff and like i said like i never went to university and this isn't really stuff you can learn through books is no they they can give you points but until you actually you know put on your boots and go out there and get onto the field then you don't really know exactly how it's going to go because every single you know person you talk to is going to be different you know they all have different personalities and you kind of got to target okay what is this person looking for like i wouldn't go into you know, say if we're like right now, we're trying to get into wedding towels okay. and like selling to like as wedding gifts yeah, yeah. and kind of like bridesmaids and or sorry, uh, like uh, stag at parties and like bride parties and bride yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go in there and, you know, come and be like, you, you, you got to market it towards that. So, you know, lots of flowers, lots of, you know, glitter and shiny, right. and, you know, kind of. You know white towels i wouldn't go in there with you know black harsh lettering like thrasher logo <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like you definitely have see to see your demographic yeah see your demographic which 
This is actually really funny. <laughs> yeah, yesterday we were playing baseball. Yeah, which we had a big win. I'll talk oh, about nice! That later. Congratulations. But, <laughs> um, I was going through Instagram, and uh, Rolls Royce put up this photo. I kid you not. You guys can check it out. Yeah, <laughs> Rolls Royce of a surfer. They have a phantom parked on the beach with no this way. surfer girl with a Rolls Royce surfboard yeah. walking around modeling. And wow. you're just like, okay, that is the total like wrong. That's not your market. That's not yeah, your market yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. It's just like, okay, first of all, like <laughs> surfers like cannot afford that. Like no. maybe Kelly. Yeah. Like, maybe. Right? Yeah. Like, maybe. maybe. No, I'd probably get a Rolls Royce. <laughs> exactly. yeah. And if yeah, if you're marketing it to one guy, it's yeah. probably not worth the yeah. money. But know? it was just it was so funny to like I was showing everyone that we all had a laugh and everything. Yeah. And the best part about it is they show um the Rolls Royce like going back into the trailer. That it yeah. came from, so it didn't even drive there. They drove a truck in with a trailer, pulled out the Rolls Royce, got a photo, and like I get it, it's a photo shoot, but it's it's Still, just ridiculous yeah, yeah. that you're like, no one's gonna be driving a Rolls Royce on a beach. Like that is just outrageous to even think of. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess we're talking about it now. So heck, yeah, something outrageous. Yeah, like it's it's interesting mm-hmm. what people are trying to sell. Like you sell the idea or the yeah. image, you know? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I can't imagine that's gonna hit too hard. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the baseball. We had a we had a big win in baseball. I'm oh a, yeah, I'm a pretty big sports guy. Oh yeah, big Believe sports guy. Big sports guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've been playing baseball this year. Okay. Which we haven't been that great, but we're getting better. Um, you got a team name? Uh, Apre Lager is sponsoring it. Oh so nice. Apre Chuggers. Nice. Oh, Stoker. Yeah, Keen. Uh, that's that's yeah. He's our team captain. He's nice. the one kind of running everything. So sick. It's good to have him involved. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we're down by. Down by five, in like in the series total. No, no, no. Down by five going into the so it's seven innings. So we're down oh. by five going into the seventh. No way. And 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 uh, the last innings, yeah. like open innings, so you can just get as many runs as you can. We got eight runs. Shit. And then uh, we wow. just had to close them down in the last. And it was oh man, it was, you guys would have been frothing. Yeah, it was good. I got a good catch and uh, oh, yeah? the first guy out. So Sick. I was pretty stoked on that, but. Uh, I'm not a huge sports guy, but I back any come from the back, like that kind of story stuff. Yeah. That stokes me out. Yeah, no, I think everyone gets stoked on that. Did you see the Wimbledon? No. Oh my goodness. Who uh, who took that? So Djokovic. Okay. He uh, came out big, but it was the the longest game in Wimbledon history. I do believe. I don't want to yeah. say anything. Some oh, like the sports nerds can be like, no, it wasn't so and so, but um, it rivaled. Uh, have you ever seen the movie like the seven day match or whatever, nine day match? With um, Andy Samberg. No, I okay. Good. That's completely different than what we're talking about. But you should watch that. It's okay. outrageous. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was a it was a five hour game, um, Jokovic and Federer. Yeah. And uh, I watched the highlight because I like everyone was kind of ranting about it. Like, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. this is crazy. I watched the highlights and I was like in my chair watching the highlights. Like, oh my gosh, like are you kidding? Like I was losing it. Like it was getting that just close, watching right? the high. And I already knew who won. I'm still sitting there like, come on, like let's go. Like, oh, that's sick. Getting all fired up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's like the beauty of sports right there is, you know, seeing two of the, like the most elite of the elite athletes just going back so and forth. Close. So close. Like, yeah. And just the, the hand eye, like, like everything about it. Like, I'm not a huge tennis guy, but yeah. When you see a match like that, like, heck, I could be watching badminton if it's that good. Oh, my God. You know, I like, know what you mean. Yeah. Like, just that peak, you know, elite level of performance yeah. Yeah. in anything is yeah. beautiful to watch. Yeah. That's why I think 
becoming an expert in anything is valuable because people will find it interesting. Like yeah. if you become a master of your craft, whatever you do, yeah, I think it's gonna provide value to yeah. someone. Even 100%. if it's like for a short period of time. It definitely helps if you're in a in a well paid sport. Oh yeah, like those tennis boys. <laughs> <are really good. laughs> I watched sure. it, but I watched a two minute video the other day of Federer just hitting balls back to the ball boys. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. No, whenever like he'll serve and the other guy will blow it, he'll always yeah. just like knock it knock back it to the back. ball boys. Yeah. Ball boys do a really clean catch. Yeah, yeah. I guess Federer used to be a ball boy when he was growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy is, what, 37? Yeah. And still just crushing it. Peak of his, yeah, career kind of thing. Yeah, insane. And he's just so humble about it. Like, they like gave him the interview afterwards. They're like, oh, so like, what, like, what's on your agenda now? He's like, oh, go back to be a husband and a dad. <laughs> like, he's <just laughs> so chill. chill. Like, yeah, yeah. like, you could tell, like, you know, just experience yeah. everything. He's like, oh, you know what? It's a game. Well, like, someone younger might be like, oh, you know, like, all frustrated about totally. and everything. Because you got to think, you know, the biggest game of the year yeah. in tennis. And you, and at one point, he had a, uh, I don't want to say this, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he had double, or he had advantage okay. to win it. Yeah, yeah. I think. He was close. I, I was watching it. the highlights. I couldn't really tell because they kind of kept flipping through the yeah, score. Yeah, yeah. But at one point, I know that he had advantage, and this is in the, the fifth. Yeah. Where I thought if he got the next one, he would have won it, but then I didn't see the next play because. Oh yeah, they, the they cut to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But insane, just back and forth, and like seeing the crowd get into it. Oh yeah, like, when they're just losing their minds. Yeah, and yeah. you got to think like. I know people in Wimbledon, they don't get that, like, maybe, like, a little clap here and there. But yeah. to see him, like, jumping up, like, yeah! like so fired For a up. sport like that. You're just like, oh, yeah, so good. It so good to watch. Gets you yeah, I know. There's been some some good good sports stuff going on, for sure. Like, the baseball and everything. Like, you yeah. hear about the, the no-hitter? No. So, basically, Tyler Skaggs um, passed away. Okay. 27 years old. Um, then, for, for, played for the Angels. They came yeah. back, and... Um, it was the first game back home. Yeah. So I, I think the whole team wore 45, which was his number. Okay. His mom threw the opening pitch and everything. Wow. And he's a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. And it was two of them. Going to blank on the names, but yeah. Between them, they threw a no hitter, which a no hitter is like super rare in baseball. And Where they you, threw one you together. strike everyone out. Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah. Basically, yeah. no one hits the ball. Wow. Yeah. No, like no fouls. No. No. Nothing. No. No. So you can oh, still okay. get a foul, but like no one no gets. Plays. Yeah. No plates yeah. unless. Um, uh, they walk them. Yeah, okay, so that yeah. you can still walk them, but uh, yeah, yeah, holy, Which is insane! It's super rare to get. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Between them, they got a those moments like that. Especially, you can yeah. tell that there's like you know something yeah. else going on. There's oh a yeah, vibe yeah, yeah, yeah. People out there. Yeah, no, it was definitely a, a good one. And then special moment. Guerrero crushing it at the home run derby. That was good to watch. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Setting records. Unfortunately, doesn't come away with the W, but still. Yeah. <laughs> that's like you find a lot of um, enjoyment through sports hey I do 100% um, yeah. it's funny how actually I got into a lot of these sports because like I've always been a huge hockey fan okay like, yeah, yeah massive into hockey like yeah true my, Canadian boy yeah exactly. <laughs> I grew up playing <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh, I started I, I worked at Cow's Ice Cream I worked at an ice cream shop for four years oh you did and, hey? uh, Cow's <laughs> yeah um, what I used to do is in the summertime, like all the guys that would come in, yeah. the Americans, they always tip really, really well. Yeah. So I would just figure out where they're from and I would just find out, you know, like I would always kind of do a bit of research before that day, like getting kind of into, you know, baseball, especially like in the summertime. Little highlights or little yeah. things that are happening. Mostly baseball because kind of basketball, 
um, hockey and football are all during the same time and, and then summer kind of comes worse. it's just yeah. baseball yeah, and they yeah. play every single day so yeah. um, I just find out where they're from Seattle and if the Mariners are doing good I'd be like oh yeah you see the Mariners game and they'd be like yeah yeah I did and they'd be super stoked and there's just kind of that connection yeah. that connection base and you know it goes a long way you know being Dude, able to talk about that business stuff too like being yeah, able to 100%. identify someone's you yeah. know likes yeah. and be able to connect with them on that because they're way more you know yeah. interested like i'm sure you got way better tips from someone who's you know 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and like same thing happens uh like at garfinkel at the nightclub yeah there when people come in and if i can you know talk to them find out where they're from find out a little bit about them yeah and the more i try to learn about a certain place that they're from yeah. well you know it goes so much further because that connection that that trust in a way it sounds corny but that trust no between for sure you, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, this guy, he likes this. Well, and their experience is better, too. They're like, yeah. yo, that bartender was so dope, yeah, yeah, you know? Like, that's yeah. way better night yeah. for those guys. So, yeah. It definitely helps out. But, yeah, no, it's just funny how that, like, that's how I really got into baseball. Like, before that, like, I would always watch, but I never, like, I would only kind of watch the Blue Jays. Oh, right, like, yeah, Like, yeah. my dad's favorite team, so I liked them. Yeah. But then after that, I was kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I'll get into Looking some into of these other, other ones. But, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And like, I, I, uh, me and my girlfriend, we went down to the Dominican yeah. um, last October. Yeah, okay. October. Yeah. And uh, I have a Guerrero jersey. Whoa. And this was and this was Baseball's before. Big there, right? Oh, it's yeah. massive <laughs> yeah. there, like huge. Yeah. So uh, this was before he was even playing uh, for the Jays. Yeah. Going down there, and everyone's like, "Whoa, is that Flatty Guerrero?" Like, no way! Like, like they were so stoked. And I was like, "Yeah, man!" Like, yeah. felt like it kind of fit in a little bit, and yeah. it was awesome because I was during the World Series when yeah. we were down there, and it was Dodgers, Red Sox, and where we were staying, they had a like a full on movie theater. Like, it was no it, it was the it was the best sports watching experience I think That's I've ever cool. had. Like, yeah. a full on like rows and rows and rows and probably like a hundred inch screen tv at the front wow it was just like huge. great sound too. yeah great sound and the yeah. server would come and because it was all inclusive just whatever <laughs> drink you want you just sit there like oh dude this is the best like, yeah it is sick because like half i would say more were definitely going for the dodgers but half of them were kind of boston half were dodgers Whoa, so everyone's kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was like super torn between the two but yeah that was really cool that's sweet. Um, it's yeah, cool like, how it brings people together like that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. This, um, as you were saying, just the fact that, uh, um, you know, going down there and kind of showing them because Guerrero is obviously Dominican. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you know, like they they almost like think of me differently, like they because yeah. you know because you guys can sh- can like connect on something exactly. That, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. have thought of in the first yeah, place. Even though like a, my Spanish is terrible. And, <laughs> but that's I'm the thing learning, like, oh learning. are we best friends now like Guerrero yeah. Guerrero like yeah. let's do this yeah. yeah let's go watch the game mm-hmm. yeah I've been getting to F1 lately that's probably the only F- yeah I watched uh, not the whole thing but I've been watching uh, that formula or uh, Drive to Drive to Survive on Netflix yeah, exactly. yeah I wasn't into it whatsoever and then I watched that and yeah. I was like F1's dope and yeah. I just got way it, into it it is it is yeah really it's intense. Intense, exactly, yeah. 100%. It's been um, um, pretty like a mild season up until like the last couple races. Yeah. Um, like the last one was the British GP. Yeah. And there was some tight racing, like good yeah. battling, like a couple guys yeah. going off. And yeah, it was no way. It was sweet. Yeah. That's really good. Um, 
How's the uh, the Canadian guy doing? What's his Stroll? Name? Stroll, that's it. Stroll's not it, doing that well. It, <laughs> no. That his dad's the one running it. Yeah. So yeah. there was this. Uh, there was a <laughs> team called. Wonder how he got that job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's tough. <laughs> Even AG watching the drive survive thing, he's like, "Yeah, I've kind of got this like kind of fed to me on a silver spoon." Yeah. That's what Stroll's saying, but yeah. he's like, "Yeah, but it is what it is." hundred <laughs> percent, oh, dude. Take it and run. Yeah, but I mean, F1's like that. Like, there's so much money, and I think one of the few guys like. There's a guy, Akon, he's a reserve driver for Mercedes. He yeah. kind of came from lesser roots. And same with Hamilton, too. Like, yeah, yeah. he um, didn't come from money as much. But Really? Yeah, but uh, yeah, a lot of money in that sport. That, that thing was crazy, though. So Force India was the team before um, what's called Racing Point now. Okay. And the guy who owned Force India got into a bunch of trouble yeah. with like evading taxes. And then yeah. the team came up for sale. Yeah. And then Lance's dad bought it and brought Lance from another team into that team. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. very competitive on like getting drivers on and off teams, and yeah. like they always cut drivers constantly. Yeah, I think it'd be tough. Like you'd always be on edge on whether or not if you're not performing, yeah. like you're gone. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Which I guess is similar to other sports yeah. too. But, but and and we're just talking about the drivers. So you got to think about all the the mechanics and like oh, the people in the back, are like part of the team. Like, there's hundreds, thousands oh of people. Gosh, part of the it. engineers and stuff. Think about how stressful that would be. Like, oh man. When, well, when I was watching it, and like, oh, like the the car shut off or the car broke. Yeah. And you're sitting there like. Someone's getting fired. Like someone's just straight up, like, or they mess up in the pit stop, and it's just like yeah. those guys are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah just 100%. like that. Yeah, it's interesting though. It's I was I listened to this thing. Um, this guy Nico Rosberg, he's uh, an old Formula One driver. He runs a podcast as well, and he was interviewing um, an old professional table tennis player. Okay. And the reason that he brought him on is because this table tennis player went to the Olympics for table tennis. Yeah. And choked, choked so hard really? went to the first game he, he like the guy destroyed him he barely yeah. got a couple points on like it's pretty rare for like usually a game will go and it'll go like like um, how the tennis game went where there's like advantages and yeah, it'll yeah. be a tight game barely got a couple points and just yeah. got destroyed so after that the guy got really into like mental performance yeah. and like why people choke and like the whole thing of yeah. that and um, they were talking about in F1 you have like spotters and engineers and they talk to the drivers as they're driving yeah and one of Nico's big points was that the engineers don't talk to the drivers as like human beings. They talk to him very analytically. Yeah. And they, he kind of said that there could be like more room in that kind of as like in sports teams where they kind of know how to talk to the players, kind of things right. like that. Yeah, yeah. They said an F1 because it's such a big thing and those guys are so specialized and the drivers are so specialized and they seem like, you know, they don't. They seem like superhumans driving those crazy cars. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to hear that take out of all this madness. Yeah. That there's like still that personal connection that needs to be there. Yeah, that was a really interesting mm. take. Yeah, no, no, that is definitely yeah interesting. Like um, having more of like a yeah human connection instead of like a robot. Yeah, because they'd be like you know telling really anecdotal data yeah. of the car, and the guy's like out there doing 300 kilometers an hour trying not to die. <laughs> He's like, like it's, there's. Listening to the radio is really interesting in those yeah. cars. Yeah. Oh man. But and just to hear like, like how chill they are sometimes. Yeah. Like I know sometimes you know they're yelling back and forth, but like as you're saying, going 300 kilometers an hour and just behind that wheel, just like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Especially okay. when they're like, oh, this is shutting down, and they're still just gunning it, and you're like, oh my. Those God. are the sickest wins when they're like, yeah. okay, the car's busted. Like, yeah. can you make it to the finish? And yeah. Or can you push harder? Yeah. And the driver's usually like, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah okay <laughs> like just clearly knowing that they're in like you know like a time time mom and it's did, just did you ever watch senna the documentary no 
That's a really good documentary. What's that on? Uh, Ayrton Senna. Oh, okay. The Brazilian driver. Yeah, yeah. Like, I should watch that. Really, really good. Probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. No way. Yeah, between okay, that one and sure. Shane McConkey's documentary, those are probably two oh, best Oh, yeah, those are really good. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, insane. Yeah. Highly recommend it. And if you're into Formula One, anyone watching this, yeah, the Formula One, watch, watch Senna. It's, it'll stoke you out. Eh? It, the, like, the footage, because this is all... Giveaway spoiler alert. He yeah. died in '94, okay, I believe. So yeah, this is all from like the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, yeah. all the footage. Yeah, and they have kind of like the behind the scenes because there's a lot of politics in it. So much, so politics. much politics, and yeah. they full on have like on camera, you know, the the president or the chief of Formula One coming in, yeah. and basically a, a big thing with it was. Uh, he was French. Yeah. And one of the guys I'm um, driving was French. Yeah. And there was like a couple times where, you know, and Senna was like a really aggressive driver. So, okay. you know, he would try to pass and everything. And yeah. You take him out. And uh, they basically at one point were like, all right, who here in the room thinks Senna was in the right? And no everyone stands they, up. They were everyone, on yeah, it. Yeah. Like basically. Wow. And then, you know, the, uh, the guy that was French was like, Oh, you know, he's all good. Like, just yeah. basically totally taking his back. But yeah, you see all the politics getting played. That's like, cool. It's becoming big right now because, like, yeah. there's this big thing of, like, they've been tossing out a lot of five-second penalties. So, like, um, a racing incident will happen. Yeah. Something will go down. And it's kind of on the edge of, like, well, is that racing? Yeah. Or is it dangerous? Yeah. And the FIA has been, like, really leaning towards it was dangerous. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough to determine, like, because in the past there's been a lot of deaths and it's oh, been yeah. very it's dangerous. Yeah, totally. But it's tough to to well, to keep that line, but still keep racing alive. You know? Well, it's the same with border cross. Yeah, have you, have you you've done border cross? Oh yeah, like super gnarly. When you're trying to cut that corner and there's a guy in front of you and you're like, oh, can I make it? And you got to be aggressive. You have to. Like, oh, it's you, if if you don't, it's like okay, well then I'm just giving. Well, yeah, giving this away. I would say that, yeah, there's two trains of thoughts. It's either when you, you get to that situation and your brain goes, is it go or no? Yeah. And you either you either have that vibe of you go or yeah. you don't. And yeah. it's been tough. I've definitely been like, especially racing border yeah. and stuff like that. And a lot of times where I'm like, it's not worth it. And I pull back. Or the other times where I'm like, like I had a race this year. It was, um, I can't remember the whole, oh, it was, um, the whole roster was, uh, it was me, Logan Short, um, that Brown border style, yeah, and um, can't remember the like professional border cross guy. Um, uh, anyways, big dog. Anyways, <laughs> so he was out front, and me and Logan were battling for second. Yeah. And we got to the last corner, and I like knew my line. I knew if I went outside, I could catch up to him, yeah. and I'd be coming really close to the jump. And it was like he was right by the gate, and I was like, I can go, and just like dove in, and we like clacked boards. I got around, and then we went off the jump pretty much the same time, yeah. but. Yeah, it's, it's where do you draw the line of like yeah, when you're putting a line too much or not enough or... Well, it, it, the worst part about it is like a lot of these times you're, you're going, it's against friends. Yeah. And stuff like that and, you know... No, you want to be a gentleman, but you, you also want to... be a gentleman, but yeah. at the same time you want to win. Like that's the whole competitive nature. That's, and yeah. A sport, well, a sport like racing where like if you do collide, it could very well potentially be your fault. Yeah, like, totally it could. It could be your fault and yeah. you, you know, almost took this guy out yeah he was you know competing and contending for the that's like the difference between the like like racers which is like border cross and snowboarding yeah. or like slope style guys like yeah. if i'm going out to a slope style contest yeah i'm going there to do my run yeah, like yeah. whatever i do it's all up to me yeah. it only affects me you know and like that's the thing where i'm not trying to beat anyone essentially mm -hmm. but if you're going out to race like all those four guys you're dropping in with you're there you have to 
be wanting to beat them. Yeah, you know what I mean? And 100%. it's a battle between you. Like it's and yeah, when you get into like you know these like Olympic and everything, like the, yeah. the mentality they have is just oh man, the mental side no, it's crazy. <laughs> no holding back. It's I'm going. Well, dude, that's why you see border crossers like at the top of dropping's like banging their chest yeah. and growling and like roaring <laughs> up because fired up, dude. Like you're a... straight up like okay, <laughs> we're going to war. Like, yeah. It's like a UFC player coming into the ring Dude. just getting fired up. Man, have you ever watched Bobsled? Um, a little bit. Just obviously not okay. not to the extent where I follow it. Or yeah, so like I that. went to my first ever Bobsled event at yeah. the Wishley Signing Center this year. And um, I'd never been before. And we go up and we're at the, like we watched a couple of the different sections of the track. Then we go to the top. Yeah. And in Bobsled, like, um, we were watching Two Man. But pretty much um, there's like a driver and then there's your pretty much a pusher yeah. and pusher buddy has like 10 seconds where he kills it he pushes yeah. the side as hard and as fast as he can yeah. and then he gets in and he's just relying Basically, on the driver yeah. so he has to peak for like such a short period of time so they're yeah. at the top and they're literally like everyone's yelling yeah. like let's go come on let's go yeah. and they're like smacking themselves and hitting each other and yeah. they're like all right ah! and then they just boom and yeah. run as yeah. fast as they can get in the sled yeah. and it's then you're just like power just shaking the yeah. whole way down in the driver but Jesus. That's a crazy sport where you're just like yeah. everything all I've got like get as riled up as you can yeah. and just like run towards yeah. the straights. Yeah. It's pretty cool to see like 100% all the different sports like, just getting vibed up like that. Yeah, and just as you said, yeah, like beating your chest and getting pumped. Well, like you look at football and everything. It's it's yeah. funny how different sports have different mentalities. Yeah, yeah. And even within that sport like usually, you know, if you're watching football, like a quarterback, like yeah, he'll get fired up. But it's nothing like you know a defensive tackle or like oh, so, like someone getting a sack. Dude. They're just full on yeah. losing their mind because like, they're, they're like just like they're the second coming of Christ. Like, yeah, well, because I mean, I think like his the quarterback is intensely like he's playing the whole game, so he's got to be like really calculated. Where the, yeah. you know defensive line, they're pretty much just like yeah. that guy. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill him right yeah. now. Yeah, well, no, and that's it. Yeah. That's another mentality thing. It's funny when. <laughs> These guys, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to hit this guy. No, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to tear this guy apart. Well, you like, need that. Like, there's, because that guy's coming insane. towards you the same oh, way. Yeah. 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 Football is just, it, I, I love watching it. Yeah. One, because how strategical it is. It is. I know yeah, all yeah, sports are strate- yeah. strategical. But when you full on watch it and, like, you hear Tony Romo, like, announcing what's going down, and yeah. you're just like, dude, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, just seeing how, and every single play, every single play is different. You yeah. know, like, it's kind of same thing with with baseball, where every single pitch is different. You know, yeah, they're gonna yeah. try to. It, it's almost a like game within a game. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not just throw the ball a catch. It's like okay, well, this time we're gonna try to run it. You know. Yeah. Try to split, and he's gonna come through the middle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, every single play, you know, the defenders have to be recognizing what's going on yeah. in the offense. You know, they might be throwing in you know a curveball or be like, oh, you know, we're gonna do a flea flicker here or something like that. Yeah. Like, it is really really cool. It's cool that strategy matters so much in both those parts, but. Yeah the effect on the players is so different like yeah. those baseball guys they're like long drawn out games and they're like super yeah. chill the whole time they yeah. have to be yeah yeah, yeah. keeping their wits about them and then yeah football you're just smashing people yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And like baseball is probably the most statistical game yeah it really is eh? 100% yeah. like every single thing is it's like the, the amount of stats they have is insane <laughs> yeah and it's, it's so funny when you watch when you like hear the announcers talking about baseball they're like oh you know when uh, Strowman eats Wheaties in the morning, he pitches 3% better that day. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. That like, is such a yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's almost overanalyzing it sometimes. Yeah. Well, with like a sports sport like hockey, where, you know, strategy matters, 
Yeah. But I know it's the most the the most upsets happen in hockey as opposed yeah. to any other sport because the pucks obviously kind of you, you can have bad bounces like that's a hundred percent a thing bad bounces in hockey. Yeah, you know the ice can be chippy. Like obviously, you know usually the better team will win and everything like that. Yeah. But the fact that and it's so fluid. Yeah, yeah. That setting up a strategy is a little bit. It's not like you know baseball where every single pitch is going to be different. You'll watch them swing a field depending yeah. on who's coming up to bat. And same with football, you know every single strategy is so different. And you know the coaches have such a big impact on calling a play. Yeah. yeah well, with true. hockey, it's you know it's well, just always going. Too. It's always and yeah, the speed is huge. Yeah, like you uh, said, it's hockey is very fluid. Like the the amount yeah. of time a play really stops is yeah. is much less than yeah. you know baseball where every time it's a play, <laughs> the game stops. Play and yeah. game stops. Which I know that that's. The one thing they've been talking about baseball is putting in a pitching clock. Oh, really? Be, because the game, like you got to think about it, man. Some of those games go four hours. Yeah, and true. I know a lot of, and, and they are losing fans, so I've heard. Yeah, um, and a lot of people are kind of like, you know, people that aren't like big fans in baseball or, that are going there, like, oh, okay, drew a ball. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're like, I don't. Have they're four trying hours to, they're this. trying to bring other people in. Yeah, um, well, I mean, they introduced a shot clock in it, like the NBA, or the yeah, NBA yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. and it definitely makes for a very fast game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the one, the one thing that I kind of get frustrated with is the the whole coach going to the <laughs> to the uh, to the pitcher going to the mound. Oh, Just that like, happens, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it happens yeah. all the time. So basically, yeah. if like a pitcher's not throwing too well, yeah, like he can go to the mound, he can pull him, and bring oh, someone okay, in, okay. And, you know, bring in a reliever. Yeah. But like, it'll just you know walk up. Yeah, everyone comes in they kind of talk about it for a little bit okay he's good and then they'll walk back <laughs> oh, and you're just man. like man this is taking so much time like if yeah. they can kind of cut those out like, like me personally I don't, I don't know there's probably baseball fans out there like oh I can't believe you said that that's part of the game yeah like some of these you know oh that's how it's always been yeah but uh, like for me personally like I don't know we don't need to see a coach walk out there to tell pitcher to pitch better than walk all the yeah. way back like, well that's like I guess it depends <laughs> on your mindset too like whether you think if it should change in the so that the sport will continue to grow and to continue, or you should keep it the same even though it's going to die, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't, I don't think it's going to die. Definitely. Yeah, but if you're losing, you know, like if you could yeah. improve the sport so more people would see it, more yeah. people enjoy it versus but, keeping it the same for the purity of it, but it. it will but that's never grow. that's another thing, you know. That's the whole you know core oh, I know. aspect of it. You know, this is how it's always been. You know, yes. And snowboarding has the exact same thing. People, 100%. and this is a huge debate. Olympics and snowboarding, yeah. and people, oh, that's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be all about, you know, the soul of it. And yeah, it's so tough, you, man. You, you hear about it, and uh, like, like me, my opinion on it is, you know, like Olympics brings more viewers and it brings more money into the sport, so yeah. I'm not totally opposed to it. Like, like I get where people are coming from. Yeah. And I, like, like me, personally, like I'm not a contest kid. <laughs> I don't go out there all the time. Yeah. Competing contests, and I love snowboarding for what it is. Totally. But, uh... Yeah, yeah like, if people want to do that, and like obviously they got to know what they're signing up for. Yeah, I know you and Sam talked about um, in your last podcast about uh, how she was saying that coaches and everything getting yeah. mad at her. And no, the effect of stuff. coaching on snowboarding yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a multifaceted issue. Like, I mean, yeah, we've been like the main one that I'd say is highly contested right now is airbags too, and the effect that's going to have yeah. on snowboarding. Yeah, that one's. I, yeah. <laughs> props to Darcy for calling out airbags. That was that was good. That yeah, was good. I mean, yeah, it's tough. It's 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 one of those things. But it's like, I mean, when the first double cork was done, there was guys that going like, you know, yeah. I'm never gonna do a double cork. Like, yeah, yeah. that's not gonna be a part of snowboarding. And then yeah. doubles are so constant now. Yeah, yeah. And then the triple comes out, and yeah. someone's like, No, I'm never gonna do the triple. Yeah. And then triples become more mainstream. Yeah. And 
Uh-huh. It's tough where you draw the line of progression versus, and then you know, seeing people get broken off too. Like it's hard to watch your friends get really yeah. hurt. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. So if an airbag, something that can you know minimize it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree for sure. It's uh, and, uh trying to keep it safe and like honestly, it comes down to the snowboard too. It's like if that guy yeah. wants to hit an airbag, by all means, go and hit it. Yeah, totally. But, like if you're not you know not hurting anyone or anything yeah. like that, do you know live as you please kind of yeah. thing. But uh, the, like the one thing that I do, like what Darcy said was, yeah, like you know what, like this is how I've done it. Like this is how like a lot of people like. Well, see, that's learned. That's the tough part is there's a <laughs> bunch of guys who have laid it on the line for yeah. so long. Like the guys yeah. who know how to do those tricks now got broken off to learn how to do those tricks. Yeah, and it's affecting them down the line though too. Like there's yeah. a lot of guys who can't snowboard now because they got so broken off and. Mm-hmm. If there's something that can, you know, stop that in the future, maybe it's beneficial. But then for the guys who work that hard to get That's, to the where they are, and now there's kids coming up that don't have to go through that. Like, you're going, like, looking at what you just went through, and then seeing someone that can get to where you are without going through that. Yeah, it's probably pretty hard to see, but I don't know. It could be for a better future, but yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. I think there's a lot that's put on those kind of things, like, you know, other external stuff that's like, oh, the bag's causing bad style. Or the bags causing kids to do tricks that, that they, they shouldn't be doing in the first do. place. That's that's a valid but point. But I think too. a lot of that is up to the snowboarder. Like, the bag's not giving you a bad style. Like, you're choosing to ride with bad style. You yeah. know, if you want to have good style, you put the time and you you know you get there and things like that. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a contested subject, and I don't think there's any real right answer to. Like, I think there's pros and there's definitely cons to yeah. it. Like, there's yeah. 100%. I mean, they had one up on the glacier this year, and there's definitely, you know, I spent some time on it, and there's, yeah. you know, a couple other people spending time on it, but it definitely has its place. Yeah. Um, did you hit the uh, the landing one? Yeah. How is that? It's much better than the flat than bag. The like, flat? Yeah. yeah, flat bags are not very good. It's yeah. not really that similar to jumping. Usually you have to make the takeoff really like steep, really steep yeah. so that when you land on the bag, you're not going across I, it. And then, like, you're not angling your tricks into a landing as much. Yeah, you're almost landing, like, flat or nosedive. Yeah. <laughs> just get rattled. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but the landing bag, yeah, like, you can, like, it's a normal jump. You can spot your tricks as you would. You can land your tricks. Yeah. Land your tricks. You can land on your feet. It's not actually doing the trick, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for us, I mean, we were just kind of take opportunity where we could. Like, the jump we had in Whistler Valley, you could, like, get some tens around pretty quick, but it was hard to, like, really have some hang time. Yeah. Like, I think the gap was, like, 20, 25 feet in Whistler Valley and we were probably going like 50 to 60 feet on the airbag <laughs> and we didn't have access to the momentum jump and things like that so yeah. it was just like well this is the best chance we have to at least get some hours on the tricks and yeah. in a relatively safe manner like they can still hurt you my buddy Jesse got pretty messed up on it but yeah, I know a lot of people um, ankles have been a thing yeah They're like twisting ankles and everything on the yeah airbag. that's the one danger is if it's not slick it can grab you yeah. so like say you put a hand out it can grab your hand or if you land and your board stays where it yeah, is yeah. yeah that's what happened to Jesse her ankle really bad <laughs> yeah so I don't know I'm definitely open to it but I wouldn't say that it's a for sure or yeah. not for sure well and I know like the one thing that people always talk about they're like oh you know we got to keep snowboarding fun you know like yeah and we can't have this you know like who can do the most corks and everything it's like why can't you have both like, totally it's not like people stopped making because you know oh style versus you know spin yeah. to win it's like it's not like people just stopped doing style you can still find those videos you can still oh, find if anything there's more out there yeah there's more more of that snowman than there's ever been yeah 100%. and it's like okay if you don't want to see the olympics and have somebody in the olympics yeah. don't watch it 
No, I think there's room that. for everyone. That's exactly, like hundred percent. There's enough room for yeah, yeah, guys who just want to do like dope front threes, and I'm all for it, and yeah. like really beautiful snowboarding because yeah. I think that's amazing. And then there's room for the guys who are like, they love to spin because it's yeah. fun. Like getting in the vortex, we're just like, ah, hundred percent. Never yeah. spend over, span over a ten. Yeah, but, but it's yeah, no, I mean, like, <laughs> still like even a ten eighty, like you're you're spinning, man. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. my whole thing with bags, like I mean, it's pretty short and pretty much like if there's something out there that can mean that me and the people around me can have more fun in their snowboard for longer with less risk yeah. then i think that's, that that's balances really the pros and cons yeah. that like if you can save those like life you know career not career like snowboarding ending injuries oh, or snowboarding delaying injuries yeah, yeah. Yeah. by just going and riding this thing yeah. for a short period of time well then maybe it makes sense, but I, there's definitely overuse out there for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's kind but, of and, and that's kind of coming in all sports. Like I know, I believe it was the CFL. They took out tackling oh, really? in um, practice. Okay. Yeah, which, yeah. I don't know if that's still a thing. I know that there's talks about it. I think they did take it out. Yeah. And I don't know what is NFL gonna do that to minimize the to amount minimize, of trauma. Exactly. Well, I mean, and well, and, and a big thing I know with UFC fighters and like with fighters yeah. is their training. Yeah, you know, yeah, because some camps like um, they'll go in, yeah. they'll just be full on, like oh, they're really? getting kicked and beaten up, and like you know, like you guys are taking it out of each other. Well, other camps are like, okay, we're not going to do that as, yeah. as much. Yeah, but at the same time, when you're in a high impact sport, yeah, like football, like UFC, it's like you've only got so many hits you can take in your exactly, career. but yeah. you got to be training. I guess in a way for for what you're going up against like for what you're preparing for well boxers talk about that like yeah. the more hits you take the better you are at taking a hit yeah but like it, yeah so if you haven't been training for a while then you're you're so much more you know uh yeah. susceptible to taking a like getting a bad hit yeah but then also if you take too many big hits yeah. then you stop being able to take them so yeah. it's like this fine line that it seems like everyone runs of being like to constantly taking impact so that you can take it and not taking too much so that your yeah. body rejects it kind of thing. 100%. And I think, um, which is kind of cool in all sports, what they're doing is getting young athletes to learn how to fall or how yeah. to take a hit. I like I remember in hockey, like growing up, yeah. and we would full on do tr drills where you'd go up the boards and you just have someone hitting you. And you would learn how to take the hit up against the boards the whole entire time. Yeah. Which is like really really smart and really That's really good for the kids and like not to turn into the boards and everything and get yeah ram from behind and same thing with snowboarding like it's crazy how people don't think of falling as such a huge yeah skill in snowboarding like learning how to for fall sure. is, a, is a massive skill in snowboarding yeah being able to roll out of something and yeah. not get feet up yeah. i see it the most in skating those guys are so good at taking like because they fall yeah. so much but they're yeah. like able to like roll out of everything to the point that they can fall like 10, 15 times on a trick and not get hurt. Yeah. Versus like in snowboarding, we definitely fall, but we, I feel like we don't fall as much. And, and the way but you we, fall in skateboarding too is like you're not, you're usually never really landing on a landing. It's usually straight into the ground. Yes, yeah, so you have to be able to manage that really well. Yeah, it's, it's funny, that's, there's another podcast and they were talking about uh, how gnarly snowboarding is and how like all the falls are so like massive <laughs> and crazy. I was like, dude, come on, like skating is, is way gnarlier. It, it depends though. Like, it, like and yeah. this is the whole. Like, we might think that, but then, yeah. you know, there's some surfer who might be like, dude, snowboarding's crazy. I can't believe you guys do that. And we're like, you know, look what your guys are doing. Yeah, and, it's all you know, what you're used motor, to. Exactly. It's yeah. what you're used to. And yeah, you know, we've fallen before and we kind of know how to fall. Yeah. But you got to think maybe some, you know, 
beginner went up there for the first time and just hooked toes, oh, hooked their toe edge and just got destroyed yeah. on the ice. And they're like, I can't believe you guys do that sport. That's the yeah. craziest sport ever. So yeah, yeah, it's totally what you're, where you're used to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you know, like what's a really a high risk and what's not a high risk. Yeah, kind of exactly. Like, like, something that may seem crazy from the outside is like, <laughs> no, actually like. Yeah. The way that that works is not very dangerous, yeah. but then like they'll see something that looks chill, and you're like, actually, if you blew it there, you probably would have died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a big mountain riding. Like you gotta yeah. think, like when you're up on exposed terrain, oh, all the different just... factors as far as like snow signs and stuff like that, and how things Ugh. are gonna go. Yeah, and then yeah, then you have a whole another factor. It's like okay, not only is it my riding, but it's reading the snow, and that's yeah. another thing that I'm finding too. Like you know, kind of getting more into backcountry and everything. Yeah, is how big reading the snow yeah is such a crucial skill totally when you're up on you know big faces and everything like yeah that. i think it was a big change for me like when i grew up in rosslyn like i mean um, you grew up in terrace is there yeah, much yeah, alpine no, in like terrace that you can get to yeah yeah, yeah. so like in in at red no alpine like in the top of like granite maybe yeah. is like very subalpine but most of the riding you're doing is in the trees mm-hmm. so i kind of like learned to ride pow and snowboarding in the trees in the trees uh, so i remember coming out here and like if you're in a big open face and you see like a little bump or something like that, <laughs> I would be like, oh, dude, that's probably like back home where it's like a stump or something, yeah, but it's yeah. been covered with enough snow because it's consistent, there's no yeah. wind, then I can air off of this yeah. and it's dope. Yeah. But then out here, it'd be like, that's a rock yeah, and you yeah. just smoke a rock yeah, or something no, like that. A hundred percent. So like learning how to read the mountain, like that, yeah. it took me a while to read Whistler versus like reading Red yeah, yeah. and how the, how the snow falls differently, how the train rides. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much, yeah, like novelty, the, to the beginner is anything new but then novelty the expert is nuanced like all the yeah. little like fine yeah. things that you know you get to see out there is really and, cool. and that's the the whole thing well with any sport is like it's yeah. you can always keep learning you know it's infinite you can do that's why i think yeah like if you're down to learn i think any sport can be infinite especially snowboarding like i don't yeah like there's i don't know anyone can that can do all the tricks you know what no. i mean yeah. and or knows everything about it yeah. so it's pretty cool and like even if they can do you know say all the tricks and well this is always like when ontario kids come out here yeah yeah it's always so good and they're just like you, you'll see them they're just insane you know hitting the biggest jumps in whistler you know doing you know 10s 12s 14s yeah. and everything and uh you bring them into the backcountry yeah and they're like on top of like the little tiny cliff and they're looking over the end oh yeah you and, even... and for me i'm just like it's just drop it yeah. But then, like, for them, they're probably like, what the heck? And then vice versa, like, I'll be in the park, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this jump's huge. And they're like, dude, you just got to go fast. Like, all you got to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, it's simple. Just point yeah, your board. Just point your board. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? You can't do that? And you're yeah. just like, oh, my God. Like, no, there's so much balance. Yeah. Yeah, even, like, hit runs and stuff, seeing how people turn down the mountain and whatnot. Yeah, hit runs is definitely a cool way to see how how people snowboard people snowboard how people read the mountain like yeah. darcy's really good for that he Dude. rides a hit run like nobody else darcy <laughs> yeah. and i've said this before shout out to darcy yeah probably one of the most entertaining snowboarders to ever watch like oh if, God, if, yeah. if you put him up against i don't know anyone just be like okay you guys are going down this random yeah random part he'll of the make mountain. it the best he will, run he will put down a run he will put down a run like he'll do yeah. a any trick you no, want. he makes places look silly yeah. he's probably got the most shout outs on this podcast it's yeah. funny no I remember last year um, when Jersey Spring Park was happening we had our buddies um, Cy Moran um, yeah. and Asher Humphreys in town really good dudes they're so funny anyways um, that day that we shot that Weekenders video yeah. um, Darcy was on he was firing you know when Darcy's on it's just insane yeah, yeah. 
So just at the end of the day, we're riding down from Jersey Park to the parking lot, and it was yeah. psycho. He's like airing out of the woods, like he did that crazy like log cool. hop pop yeah, in. Yeah, and I remember, and then one time we're just going down the run, he just off and goes, like literally just ollied into the woods, no run out, just goes tomahawking through it, back onto the cat track, just like yelling, just so stoked. Yeah. And we get down to the bottom, and those two boys, Cy and Asher, are just like, I didn't know you could snowboard like that. They're like, yeah. I am fans of Darcy. Like, we were homies before, like, I'm a fan. Like, I want to go yeah. unfollow him just to follow him on Instagram, <laughs> just from the shit I just watched. Like, yeah. They just thought it was so cool to see yeah. someone read the mountain like that. Yeah. And how, and this is, you know, what we were talking about, you know, with tennis and with like a lot of these sports is when you see someone playing it so like same with the f1 you know when they're yeah. going around that corner and it's so tight so and on the it line. looks like yeah so on the line <laughs> and that's exactly how he rides that's okay. exactly how he rides darcy is the king of almost dying and not dying yeah looking like everything's going to shit but then surviving yeah like he's so good for that oh my gosh i remember a couple of years ago uh, we were on the glacier and it was a really bad snow year so there was like so much ice showing everywhere and, and he would bomb it yeah so like ice in the glacier is not like ice mid-mountain like yeah. in the midwinter where it's all smooth glacier ice is like so rough and there's yeah. water running everywhere it's like rocks in it yeah. and i remember he came across from the coc lane across the horseman t-bar yeah. and the horseman t-bar is built into a bank like that yeah. and it was all ice down to public yeah. and he comes off he goes back three off the lane lands and is just like bucking back and forth like yeah. arms going in yeah. the air just like just moto it, bah, 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 bah. and I'm just like, dude, Darcy's gonna die, and then saves it, comes in front blunt two seventy on the rail, and just like keeps riding. And I was yeah. like, dude, how do you snowboard like yeah. so on the edge? But then, so oh man, he's yeah, he's good shit. That's yeah. what, but like I think there's so many like yeah, snowboarding will be forever because there's guys that can ride like that, and there's guys yeah. that can ride like Mike, who's just like such beautiful snowboarding and style and just yeah, consistent too. Yeah, have you? Notice any parallels um, snowboarding to business, like things that you've learned from snowboarding that have applied to business? Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. A lot of like life skills. I feel like um, seeing something grow. Yeah. Like, like I'm not saying that my business is you know flourishing, but just but, like you know, okay, it started from here, and then I took the first step and yeah. I registered it, and then you know, I took the next step, and <clears throat> just kind of seeing it grow and progress. Well, same thing with snowboarding. It's all right like it's so funny <clears throat> how i got into snowboarding was i kind of grew up playing hockey i have pretty bad ankles okay. um, basically my foot's pronated oh yeah so yeah. it's like it's it, it, hard on your ankles, exactly right? yeah um so hockey was really really hard like i can't really play for you know like if i did like a practice in a game the same day i was like even now it's funny i'll like kind of like hobble around if i do oh, a lot man, of sports you go get home and you're like yeah. Yeah, i need some ice on these bad boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh yeah so i got into snowboarding and because you have so much support from your boot and your binding it didn't really hurt as much yeah like, i can feel like i can snowboard all day and everything and it, so, they'll handle it yeah they'll yeah. handle it pretty well yeah. so uh i remember going up i was probably 13 or 14 yeah like, just kooking out like not knowing what was going on like how to get off a chairlift or anything like yeah. that I remember I'm sitting there after falling about a hundred times, you know, all cold and wet and yeah. over it. I'm like, this sucks. I can't believe people do this. And I saw this guy just like doing a turn. And I'm like, okay, if I could turn, I'm done with it. Like, I just want to learn how you to turn. You just want to learn how to I, turn. I just want to do one turn. As so soon then, as I do a turn, then I'm never going to snowboard again. Yeah, yeah. Then you do that turn. You're like, all right, if I could get air, then yeah. I never want to snowboard again. <laughs> and then you kind of get air. And you're like, oh, this is cool. And then it just, you know, you keep learning, keep learning. Yeah, keep totally. Learning. And yeah, the whole kind of like exploration of it too, like all right we're gonna go down this run you know we've never done this before and that's yeah. kind of the same thing with business okay we're gonna try this yeah try this marketing scheme see if that works 
And uh, yeah, that's, so, that's really the progression of it that you see that. Yeah, progression of it. And yeah, just seeing, um, yeah, something kind of grow. Oh, that's, that's, that's what that's I love about snowboarding most, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, you know, adding your own, I don't know, you could say like adding your own style to it. Like, hey, I like to do this. I'm going to keep doing it yeah. this way. You know what? I don't really like doing this too much, so I'm not going to do that as much. So yeah. That stuff is all, all relative. Yeah, it's nice other. to find your own way in something too, where you feel like you've got a formula that works for you, yeah. and you can apply that to things. Yeah. Like, I think there's something that feels good about that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've definitely noticed even with this. Like, I've done ten videos, and like, dude, I want to do twenty now. Like, yeah. it's just the progression side that's yeah. really cool. And you're like, oh, yeah, this and got like five more viewers. Like, that's yeah. sick. It's moving forward. Well, and, and that's another, and also the people you meet. You know, the people you meet in snowboarding, the people you meet. In yeah, business, that's huge. It's just well, the people I meet at the bar, like yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. Like the whole. Like I've had people come into well, I've had you know McDavid, Connor McDavid come into Garth. Right. Like I've had Stamkos come into Garfinkel's and stuff like yeah. that. So all that stuff is just kind of like you know when you put yourself out there and you kind of mm-hmm. you know learning, yeah. you you meet different people that have different you know thoughts and different way of thinking. Yeah, and all of that you can kind of take in and you do use whatever you do whatever you want with it basically yeah i agree though there's there's so much value in that just to meeting mm-hmm. you know new different people yeah but you have to kind of actively seek it like you said like you still have to put yourself yeah. out there to the point yeah, yeah. that 100 percent. you can start it off yeah and so much of well and i know you and sam talked about it like snowboarding is a business yeah it 100%. is 100 totally. yeah. and don't get me wrong like you can go snowboard and just have fun with your friends you can oh go yeah. To do that. yeah yeah but if you want to you know kind of be a part of like the snowboard scene you want to yeah you know say if you want to you know take sponsors you know try to go pro yeah. or if you want to be like hey i just want to work you know doing editing or yeah anything like that you gotta you know find your be, space in the scene exactly and facetime and just learning and yeah talking to people is so crucial i remember i was watching this video with tony hawk and that was his one of his biggest advice for people who wanted to just you know uh succeed in their area whether it's business or um sports and he yes. said just to really trying to understand every single aspect of it yeah. so even though it may not be like the thing that you like about it or you think the things that you think yeah. is cool just to really like really understand it and learn and be willing to go deep into all facets of it yeah. so i mean it is a part about snowboarding 100%. and if you can make it work to your advantage then <laughs> you're better off at the end of the day yeah but it's tough because you are especially in snowboarding where you're balancing something that's like so passion driven and is you love it so much and it is gnarly like you know there's stuff on the line for sure and then to balance that with the business side it's um yeah and that's a that's another thing um like you were saying like learning every aspect of it and learning where these people are coming from and this is like i like i filmed the web series a couple years ago oh yeah and the battle between the filmer yeah and the writer is never ending yeah you know the filmer has what he has in mind what he wants Totally. And it's going to look like this while the writer's like, okay, I want it to look like this. And it's just, it's so hard to try to, for them to, to communicate. It's yeah. just competing visions. Of yeah, this competing guy wants villain. to see it that yeah. way. That guy wants yeah. to see it that way. Yeah. That's really tough it's, to learn how to work with people. Yeah. And, I, but that, that's a huge life skill. You're going to have to work with people, you know, in any, any job environment. Like that yeah. is. Even you, I think that's one thing you learn with like I mean in competitive snowboard you've got a good coach like you build a relationship with them yeah. and you have to learn to like I think one thing that I'm really trying to strive towards is just being the best learner I can be yeah. so being able to like take the feedback that I'm getting from a coach and then like no ego just apply it to my snowboarding yeah. 
Yeah. It's like I may be struggling at a jump because I'm, you know, scared. It's messing up my takeoff. And for him yeah. to say like, yo, like, you know, this is what's the issue. Instead of going like, no, man, it's the jump. Just listening to him and taking it in. Yeah, yeah. And being able to go back and forth with someone is, is huge. And that can apply to any part yeah. of life. And, and like what you're saying, like putting putting yourself in their shoes and being like, okay, like, why is he thinking yeah. of it like this? Um, and that's actually one one interesting thing. Um, I'm trying to remember who said it, but uh, like for jobs, yeah, uh, CEO said that we don't um, hire people to tell them what to do. Yeah, we hire them for them to tell us what to do. Which is really really smart because you think about it. Yeah. Okay, you're, if you're hiring a specialist in marketing or in design or in you know in any field, yeah, all right. They're the specialist. Yeah. All right. Totally. They're coming in and not, and obviously saying that you're not going to totally change your whole business model. Yeah. But you're bringing them in to add to your team. Yeah. All right. Being like, okay, this person, I'm not going to go in there and be like, this is how you have to do things. Right. Like you're bringing them in to, to help you. So you're trying to, to gain get, their information. Exactly. You're trying to get their information and be like, yeah. okay, this is how this person thinks. And, you know, that makes sense. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I kind of heard that one. And, I listened to a, uh, a TED talk with a guy named uh, Cole Bennett, yeah. um, and uh, he started this thing called Lyrical Lemonade when he was in high school, and he sort of built it to now this yeah. you know pretty amazing business. But throughout his time, you know, his whole talk is on mindset. Like when things happen, you can either be the glass half full guy or the glass half empty guy. Yeah. And then he also found that there's another two types of people: not only the glass half full and the glass half empty, but there's the people who want to be understood, and then there's the people who want to understand. Okay. Yeah, and he yeah. said, like, he met Mark Cuban and a bunch of other really high successful people. Yeah. And he said it's always a mix. Like, they both want to understand and be understood, but yeah. mostly they want to understand. Yeah. And that's what he thought was amazing was he was a 17-year-old kid meeting these really yeah. um, successful people, and they just wanted to listen to him. Yeah, they wanted yeah. to take the time. Like, he spent three hours with Mark Cuban or something just oh, talking. Right. And he was going, this is crazy. This is Mark Cuban. Like, he knows so much. Why is he listening yeah. to me? He said it's because he's one guy that wants to understand. He wants to yeah. gain all the knowledge more, from the people around him. Yeah, no, that, that's that's huge. Yeah. Um, and I think also, and especially in the era where we have the internet and yeah. all this stuff is so easy and accessible. Yeah. Like if you want to learn, you know, from the very best, you know, basketball players, and you want to learn from the very best engineers, or totally, anyway, you can full on. <laughs> follow them on Instagram or yeah. follow them like on a blog or whatever it is yeah. and like in a, you can communicate with them or yeah. you can learn straight from the source yeah. that you like I and, dude I love the internet like YouTube's an amazing thing where you can yeah. see into the mind of someone that you could never see yeah. before yeah. that was what really got me into podcasts was I was like especially when they started to come into snowboarding I was like these are people you know I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by some amazing snowboarders but there's other snowboarders that I'm like I would have never gotten to know Mm-hmm. who this guy is yeah, and now through this podcast he's on I feel like I can see a piece of him and can like see into his mind a bit more than I would have before yeah that was always I just thought like I listened to the MFM podcast or well the F and Rad snowboarding podcast and he brings on F- MFM yeah and it was just so cool to like hear that guy's story and I was yeah, like yeah. that's something I would have never been able to see before you know yeah, the yeah. internet and podcasts yeah. and all that whole thing yeah. um, did you hear that Apple is looking at buying out a bunch of podcasts Really? Yeah, they're basically trying to. Uh, um, it's funny. Uh, Spotify stocks dropped a little bit. They dropped like three percent. Because it's Apple buying up the market, pretty much. Well, yeah, they basically they want to like just get exclusive podcasts, like just for Apple. Wow. So I know. There's a couple. Um, end up on the Apple podcast and they buy you out. You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah man there's so many like this like i only say it goes to apple and spotify but it goes to yeah separate yeah, different yeah. platforms but i'm just like i know that people only care about a couple but yeah. there's um a new uh podcasting platform that's coming out that's like a paywall system so pretty much the people that do podcasts on this platform only put their podcast to this platform and to okay. listen to them you have to go through a paywall okay it's an interesting thing i mean like everyone Is, everyone well, has their own way to monetize their different stuff yeah, but, like how like how big are they like do they have pretty big following and stuff because like i think that's um you know well, that's exactly what Apple's trying to do here. Is they're yeah. just like, well, we don't really want competition. Yeah. So same thing with Netflix. Like we're gonna try to buy the best content we can. So people have to come to us. If you want to see it, you've got to go. Yeah. Which the whole the streaming um, uh, industry is gonna be interesting because Disney's coming out with Disney XD. Yeah, totally. A little bit, and then I know that they are pulling all their Disney stuff off of Netflix. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so competitive, straight, man. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's interesting for the creator too. Like that was, uh, I was listening to like, I'm pretty sure it was Sam Harris who has, no, it must not have been Sam Harris because he has his on um, a bunch of platforms. But anyways, it was with Joe Rogan and the guy was going like, I know for you, Joe, you use the um, advertising platform. Like advertisers pay you, you put ads in your stuff. That's how you make your money. But he's like, for me and my content, like it doesn't, I don't like, like the advertiser model doesn't work for me. So he's yeah. like, but this, this paywall model works really well for me. So it's, yeah. it is cool in the sense that like, there's more opportunity for a creator like they can choose yeah. to go either way but yeah, yeah. it's uh, the whole monetizing whatever you're into is a really interesting thing like yeah. how to monetize your either your lifestyle your um, yeah. your certain well, and, area and if you want to get more into it like the whole ads yeah like and like for Google to be like, oh, you like snowboarding? Well, here's all snowboarding content. Oh, you like hockey? Well, here's all. Yeah. Like the fact that you're just a target. Totally. And they're just taking data straight from you and just sending it straight back to them. Being like, hey, you know, Connor, you know, follows these people on Instagram. We're going to keep sending him this stuff. Dude, like, that stuff's crazy. Because, yeah, like I have like so many different accounts linked to my Google account mm. that I'll like search something up here and I'll see like a YouTube video for it. I'm like, yeah. It's just crazy how, yeah. how targeted you can be. Yeah. And like, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm like, from no. a marketer's side, like you're on that side where you're like trying to mark, like target people. Do yeah. you, yeah. is there, is it an overwhelming amount of tools or is it just like, is it pretty easy for you? Uh, like I wouldn't say that like, I'm good. like obviously you can get better at it. Yeah. Like there's people that, you know, they must be checking you know, keywords every single day and be like, yeah. oh, no, we need to switch, switch these ones. Yeah. And that's something that we, as we grow, we want to get better at is kind yeah. of making the most out of the money you're spending. That's where um, I would say I'm somewhat poor. I kind of like think that like quality content at the end of the day will, will go, will do well no matter what. Yeah, like 100%. even though the marketing, like if you provide a qual, if you provide value to someone, yeah, whether yeah. or not it's marketed well or whatever, yeah. but I do think there is value too, and like, yeah. like I said, being competent in every single area. So yeah. not only having quality content, but knowing how to market it yeah. well. Like well, you're just gonna grow. If more. you get both, like I just finished um, the Starbucks book with okay. uh, Richard Howard or uh, Richard Howard. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, and that was like that. That's one thing that he talks about is you know, okay, we got quality coffee. Yeah. But now we're just gonna market it, and you know. Like his whole thing was, you know, making sure that everything's ethical, you know, getting ethical beans and oh, okay. all this stuff. And yeah, yeah. but you look at the value of marketing, same thing with Apple. It's like, okay, you can get a, an iPhone yeah. with, you know, from Huawei or 
yeah, you know, totally. from anywhere else. Yeah, smartphone for, from anywhere. Uh, smartphone from anywhere. Yeah. For, you know, a third of the price. Yeah. But it's neat for that Apple logo. And the way that they marketed it is just everyone wants it. Like, there's so many Apple people yeah. that are just all over it. And, uh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. And that's, Apple, you're selling like a life, you know, you're selling something. You're yeah, selling the yeah. image, the lifestyle. The yeah. Whole. But, but that's all through marketing and through yeah. adding value to your brand. Yeah. 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 Which is the same thing with Disney, same thing with all these guys. Yeah. Then it, it adds a, a different level of value. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's multifaceted. It's quite interesting. I can see why, like, you're like enjoying it because there is so much like if you're yeah. into it you can go kind of all in hey? yeah yeah no 100 percent. the sky's the limit like you can just that must be and, nice yeah well and the, and the one thing that's kind of cool about business is it's like exponential yeah like the more to a point obviously but like the more you keep growing yeah okay well now you have more money now you can use your money to expand faster and that was a big thing with Starbucks. They, they, they were making three stores a day. They were opening up three stores a day. That's crazy. Just the amount of growth at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they could, you know, can, like, I mean, I guess there's eventually, like, you know, it's not infinite, but you can yeah. always be yeah, progressing growing. farther and farther. Um, well, that, like, that was one of the, like, it's called Onward, the book. Oh, okay. And that was, wow. Well, obviously, they came into the 2008 recession. Yeah. And he kind of talked about, you know, because he left and then came back. Yeah. And now he's left again. Looking at maybe running as an independent. Oh, the, really? <laughs> for the election, I don't know if that's totally confirmed. Yeah. Because um, they're scared it might split the vote, but. Oh man, politics <laughs> is a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely um, money makes money. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah. And and that's one thing that I've kind of so I kind of got more business minded. I've always been interested in it, like even in high school. But then moving here, it's kind of like, oh, I'm just going to snowboard. Like, that's yeah. what I'm going to focus on. And probably a couple of years ago, probably like three years ago, it was kind of like, oh, I'd like to start my own business kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and one thing I realized is once you kind of get over that hump, mm-hmm. like as, you, as you're going, you know, you're, you, it obviously costs money to live. Yeah, totally. And if you're making just enough money to get by, yeah. you're never, ever going to get out of that hole. But if you can start making money mm-hmm. and then get over that hump, well, then you're set. Yeah, you know, then you can get more assets. You can get more, more things going that just bring you revenue. Right, and then after that, then it's you know exponential. Yeah, yeah, and breaking that threshold, it was nice. Like, I guess it probably depends on the the avenue, like the real estate market. Your threshold to get in, like get over that hump, is like yeah, especially exactly. in this, like just a down payment yeah. is like fifty grand or something within this market, which yeah. is cool. Why you said like you know you're able to get in for like two thousand dollars was your yeah. you know kind of your buy into your business, and then yeah. you got over that hump, yeah. you're can make your money and then it's easier to get over the next hump and things like that yeah 100 percent. have you found it hard to balance like i mean the three industries you're in with like i mean not you know you have your snowboarding which i'm sure you love and then you got that you know garf's nightclub life nightclub and then you got your um uh the business like is that tough to balance between Uh, all three it's not too bad um like the nightclub obviously i just work late hours yeah it's tough so, for the sleep schedule for sure yeah the, the sleep schedule is a bit of a, an yeah. interesting one going to bed at 4 a.m every night yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but at the same time like yeah so uh, ideally i like to wake up at like 9 a.m yeah lately i've been wait or sorry sorry 10 a.m lately okay. i've been waking up a lot later yeah um but then my girlfriend she'll go to work and then um i'll usually get all like my my beach day stuff done there yeah 
And then when she gets home, then you know we kind of have like free time, like go play tennis and go enjoy. And and that's um, as you're saying, balancing it. Yeah, that's a big thing. Is like you know taking time out, you know going playing paintball. Yeah, with the boys, with the boys and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But I I don't feel like I'm overworked by by any means. And 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 the thing is, is like I, I enjoy working. Yeah, like that's a that's a. It brings you passion, so it's not like oh shit, like I yeah. gotta go. It's like yeah. I get to do this. I'm excited and, to do this. And, and yeah, and you you go to bed that night, and you're like, oh, I I did something today. Yeah. Even even if like say you know like I try to put up content yeah. on Beach Days Instagram, say every day, but usually one every two days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, if I do that, it's just like okay, I did something today. You know, you're like, one step closer. You're a little bit better yeah, than you were the day before. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and just yeah, as you said, yeah, keep growing it. That's cool that parallel progression because yeah, yeah. yeah, and and with snowboarding, like so, summertime's the best for me to kind of buckle down and yeah, yeah, there's not as get much some money. Yeah, um, good for the towel business too. Yeah, summer. yeah, yeah summertime. <laughs> good for that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, snowboarding, I definitely can make time for it. It's I don't know, twenty four hours in a day. Like yeah, yeah. Know, even if you do two hours business like usually like a long shift at Garth's would be six hours seven hours right like on a, the last time I've done an eight hour shift at Garth's is yeah it's eight days ago so say six yeah. hours so that's what eight hours right there that's usually what people yeah like to do for a day so like time yeah time is fungible you just pull it yeah. wherever you want it. yeah yeah invest it where you'd like yeah it's really good yeah that's what I can see if it's still rolling just to make yeah. sure but it's been great okay no yeah. this is fun I'm stoked it's cool eh it's yeah, like yeah. something unique yeah. I just took a break to make sure it was all wrong. We're all good. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to speak on that you had in your mind? Um, I don't know. I could keep going. I'm, I'm having a good time. It's yeah. Yeah. No. I no. I'd love to keep going. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We could talk about I don't know <laughs> nightclub industry. Like a lot of stories from there for sure. Yeah. Dude, I'd love <laughs> to hear some stories. That's what I'm. Oh, I know what I could actually talk about. Okay. Um, this is another thing. Like you're talking about balance and like kind of having fun in your life and everything like that yeah, so yeah. so I'm sure a lot of you guys know or like follow someone who's like that serious like entrepreneur like Ty Lopez like dude yeah just, just your over, garage, the, top, over yeah. the top like never <laughs> yeah. stop working like hard yeah so I kind of made like a, a spoof to that like a funny thing called your boy Pala oh yeah yeah Instagram <laughs> yeah. and uh how it all started is we had this this is taken in the the Instagram the the nightclub Garfs. So I was in at I was working at Garfs. Yeah. And uh, so I, an average shift at Garfs is like get in there at nine. Okay. At night and work to like three thirty. Yeah. Or so get six hours. Yeah. yeah. Six hours about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it was a Friday night. Super mellow. Yeah. I get in and this guy comes up and it's funny the people that you meet there. There's like the there's there's types of people. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. And this guy comes in, you know, Hugo Boss shirt, Gucci wallet, and everything, just yeah. flaunting. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so <laughs> down. He's just so ready to be like, yeah, like show off. Look at me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And he comes in. He's just like, and he talks like this. I want to spend money, baby. You want to spend money? Oh I'm man. just like, all right, man. You want to spend money? Buy out the gondola, which is like one of the the VIP booths. Yeah. And he's just like, we'll do it. <laughs> it's just like a mellow Friday. Like there's maybe like 20, 30 people on the dance Ooh, floor. Like nice no one else. Yeah. yeah. So he goes over there, yeah. buys it out, and he's sitting there. And I kid you not, he like pulls out a wad of cash, like fans it, 
and starts fanning himself with this no, erotic dude. and we're sitting there we're just like there's no way like he's not serious and he's yeah, full on yeah. like all like just, just flexing on it flexing so hard yeah <laughs> and uh he ends up trying to fight a couple people no we're just way like, hey, like what are you doing like and then he starts like kind of chirping off like the staff and yeah just being a total idiot just we're like all right man you gotta go yeah so we start kicking him out and as he's getting kicked out, he starts going, I spent seven racks at Gucci, baby, seven racks. Where do you guys shop? Foot Locker? Oh, he's just, just like, trying to flex just on you. flexing <laughs> as he's getting kicked out. And he's just like, he's just like, I'll show you my bank account right now. And everyone's like, dude, no one cares. Like, yeah. Like, cool. Like, so they kick him out and he's just out front like, yeah. of the bar, just walking back and forth. Live it. And, eh? and they're just like, like, dude, get out of here. And he turns and he spits in one of the door guys' face. No. And all of these guys, like, probably like three or four of them, just grabbed him and just pummeled him. Yeah, did I bet. <laughs> then the cops came by and they told him what happened. He got arrested. Oh, no way. For <laughs> so, like, and, and, like, so just that whole, oh, like, I spent seven racks of Gucci. Like, that was kind of the, the whole, like, no, oh, over that's the what top. started. So that's kind of what started He's your boy proud. That was the yeah. inspiration for it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see it out, and I know I just act like I'm a big baller and just like do ridiculous things. Yeah. <laughs> I know if you guys want to check it out, it's your boy Pala. Your boy Pala is that's fun. That must <laughs> be a funny yeah. one. But uh, yeah, no, there's so many funny stories from Garth. Do you see sure. like like I mean, you see people at their uh, their peak when they're really yeah, that, and that's a weird thing. It's like your normal customers at least a few shots deep like, yeah, yeah. to say the least yeah he's a so little just like bit, yeah never really with sober people and like yeah. and we're not allowed to drink there which which i really really like, like yeah no it's better for business yeah. Yeah, yeah um so yeah it's just kind of funny yeah. like your average day at work is compared to the you know <laughs> do you have like yeah. a, a craziest thing you've ever seen like when it comes up and you're just uh, i don't know like we've had a lot of like um, not a lot, but definitely fights and brawls. And yeah, stuff that's like that. that's early. Yeah. I know that's probably the funniest story is that guy getting kicked out. Yeah, like, that's the best. Shit, like that right? was just like just seeing him fanning himself with a water just cat over the top, over the top, outrageous. like in an empty nightclub. Like, <laughs> yeah, are you impressing, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not doing anyone any favors. Uh, yeah, man, no, that's but crazy. I, definitely some some fights. And, yeah, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. An average night too is like you know. You just pretty mal. You get the job done, and yeah, yeah exactly. Obviously, yeah. I don't know. There's some frustrating times because, as you said, you're dealing with intoxicated people. Yeah, they can definitely be frustrating. Oh, I like, bet. Yeah, uh, but uh, I don't know. You make it work. It's uh, it's funny. Like, like we're allowed to kind of kick people out and kind of lose it on someone, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, fair play, you know? Yeah, yeah. like, it, it, if they're being stupid, like, I've never yeah. ever, like, power tripped or anything like that, but... You're like, don't like that guy, you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, but, like, uh, yeah, no, there's been times where, like, like, like tip jars, that's probably the biggest one, people stealing tip jars. Oh, shit, I... And, yeah, like, yeah. if you see it, you're just, like, jump the bar and you'll just grab them. Yeah, it's you'll awesome. Just get every, like... Get everyone on. And just have you ever had anyone jump your bar? Like jump in and try and steal something, like booze or anything. Like yeah, that? yeah. People will reach over the bar. I, I'm trying to. There was one person. I can't remember what the. What they were doing, but they were in behind the bar. Okay. This guy. Yeah. I don't know it was really weird. He like just came in behind the bar, and I kind of looked over, and I was like, "What the hell? The hell? Like, <laughs> someone get this guy out of here!" He just, like, yeah. I, like I don't even think he was trying to steal anything. I don't even know what he wanted, but I, I was just, just like, like "Yeah," but I was just like, "Dude, get this guy out of here!" So. <laughs> Holy um, but yeah, no, definitely 
some some big nights down the Garfinkel. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> the boys love it. They have a lot. Yeah, of fun. yeah. It, like I always love when you guys come in. It's always yeah. like it's funny. Like there'll be times where I'm just like, oh, this night sucks. Like it'll just be you know like bad customers, people just yeah, not just tipping, just yeah, you know being really really irritable. Like I don't. An- another big thing is just a lot of people just don't understand how to get drinks okay. from a bar. Like they'll go stand. You know, in a far corner by a dishwasher. Yeah. And then they'll wait there for like half an hour and then get upset with you. Be like, yo, why didn't you serve me? And you're like, hey, yeah. well, there's 100 people at the bar. I'm not going to walk all the way down to a dishwasher so I can come serve one person yeah. and come all the way back. Like, like you kind of got to understand right it. So for people watching, bar etiquette. Young pal, <laughs> crash course. Go to the bar, try to go as close to a bar well as you can because that's the easiest if you serve and I'm right here and I can make you your drink. It's oh. super easy yeah. instead of me having to walk, you know, 20 feet down. Make, make you drink. drink and then come back. Nice. Um, another big thing is cash is a lot easier than card. If you have cash in your hand, it's easy for us to be like, okay, this guy knows what he wants. It's quick. You're going to go to that guy. And knowing what you want is just a huge thing because there's nothing worse than, hey, what are you after? Um, I don't really know. What uh, what do you guys have? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like. Yeah, especially like in an area it's, where it's like Garth's where yeah, it's loud. Where it's just, it's just bumped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you know, okay, we'll get uh, we'll get eleven. Te- I had this the other day, the other night. Yeah. Can we get eleven tequila shots separate on card? And I did. I was, I was just like, no, sorry, <laughs> not <laughs> no, gonna do that. You can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when it's busy like that. Yeah. No, you gotta make a call. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's, that's good though. Be clean, concise. Yeah. Go to the zone. That's yeah, how you get your drinks. Yeah, go to the zone. Know your drinks. Yeah. And I don't know if it's it's easy when like it's just straight across the board like. Eight vodka sodas, you know, like yeah, stuff like yeah. that. That's that's dope. Hey? So like, like obviously, I'm not expecting everyone to do that. I understand. Yeah, that, people you know, want people want different drinks. And they stuff want the Negronis. They want yeah. Their, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's definitely one thing. It's just go there, know your order, order it. Yeah. And uh, another little thing for those that are unaware, tip yeah. your bartender good at the beginning. They're more than likely to come help you as soon as possible. Like yeah, like I had this one guy yeah come in. And uh, it's funny, you'll be like mid-pour of a drink and you'll see someone who's just, you know, tipping really well. And this, this one guy came up to the bar yeah, and he was with his girlfriend or, and his other buddy. And you could just tell like, you know, really nice clothes and everything, yeah. but, but just really polite and legend. Yeah. So I go up and I take his order. And I'm like, oh, what are you after? And he, you know, buys classes with a little like really nice tequila and everything. I'm like, all right, this guy's obviously. He knows his stuff. He knows yeah. his stuff. Yeah. And the girlfriend's like, oh, uh, can I get oh, uh, like a wine? And I was like, oh, we only have champagne by the bottle. Yeah. He's like, okay, what do you have? And I'm like, all right, so I list them all. Yeah. And he buys her a $200 bottle of champagne. Wow. And I was like, you want like glasses? He's like, no, no, just a straw. So he puts the straw and the girls just sit there like, oh, like with a big bottle of champagne. And he ended up buying a table and dropped like four grand. Yeah. And but the thing was it was funny because he bought a bottle of Ace of Spades. Okay. And he wanted like the big one. He's like, Oh, I just want you to pour it out for everyone. Like I want people to have a good time. And he was just Dude, that's so sick. <laughs> like, but that's so the difference that... between like, you know, young palace inspo yeah, yeah. and like this dude who both have money but like yeah. one dude's a real gentleman about yeah. it and like you're well, way more stoked to help that guy out. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's another thing, like we usually like people that are like 
proper rich yeah usually don't flaunt it because they don't care it's like no they, they know they have money like they're not like out there to like prove anything like, they're going oh, back to money. dope ass house yeah exactly they don't really care yeah. that, you know well people that maybe maybe it's like new money like we always say that term like new money or like people that yeah fresh you know, into it yeah or maybe they're like kind of rich they're like they want to like flaunt it they want to show off yeah, and everything totally. like that which i don't know i don't really yeah teach their own much. yeah that's me <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> super good yeah I mean that's all seen that I don't, I don't see much of but I definitely it's cool it's cool yeah. You know, like, yeah you definitely get you know people from I don't know you have like other bartenders that come in that's another one like, oh, like it's yeah. funny the tricks you kind of learn bartending like cause obviously your main objective is to make your bar as much money as possible that you kind of yeah. want to make sure that you're getting taken care of as well. Totally. You want to help out <laughs> so, everyone exactly. involved. But yeah, and like, you, like you know, it's like when the boys come in, like always, you know, like give them drinks and everything like that. That's good for everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, w- and which is good because, well, it's good for me because I like it when you guys come in yeah. and, you know, they have a big following and you guys all have, you know, no people. Dude, so when yeah, say yeah. if Burton comes in or say if DC comes in, it's like yeah. oh we're gonna go to Garfinkel's because you know that's where a good place Dude, to go is. These days, Garf's is the spot. It's not like yeah. oh let's go here. It's like this night. It's yeah, like yeah. we're going to Garf's. You know, um, where should we go? Well, we're gonna go to Garf's for sure. It's just, where <laughs> do we go before Garf's? Kind of yeah, yeah. Which is cool. I feel like yeah. I'm sure you had a big part in that, and like yeah. the, you know management there and stuff yeah, like no. that. Quachi and Baz, they've definitely yeah yeah. Well. No, dude, it was so funny. Paul Stoker. I was on the Momentum T bar. I was with one of the skiers, one of the filmers. He goes, dude, were you at Garf's last night? And I was like, no, I, I wasn't there. And he goes, snowboarders were on. Snowboarders. Like, <laughs> he goes, he's like, they owned that place last night. And he's like, yeah, he just said they were firing. Yeah. So I was like, damn, that's sick. Yeah. And, and it is a good feeling, like, for me to, like, see it when you guys come in and you guys are just having the best time ever. Like, that's, yeah. like, it, like, it makes me stoked. Yeah, it warms your heart. Like, everyone's having good. fun. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see, like... Yeah, and, and like a big like I'm not trying to sound egotistical, but I feel like a part of it is you guys want to come in and see me. Yeah, like, totally, dude. Which is it's like sick. It's like okay, oh, it's a big thing. Like it's Connor night. Like sick. We gotta go see the homie. Yeah, we're partying. Like it's a yeah. big thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's a cool vibe. It's sweet. Like, I mean, I've been in Whistler for like seven years now. Like when you, um, I feel like you as you meet more people and there's people in different areas and you can like see your friends and you feel like you're a part of. Yeah. Like when you go in and you're like, oh my homies, you're like, you know, hang out with him, and then we hang out with the other homies. Like, yeah. it's a cool vibe to like, yeah, no. you know, be around a lot of people that you like. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marcos's birthday. That was a good one. Psycho. Hey? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Marcos. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, they they do it good. Yeah. There were some girls um, staying at our place that Mikey never met in Hawaii. Yeah. And just before they left, they're like, um, yeah, it was really fun, but. We, we can't really party like that. <laughs> like, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, those guys are professionals. Well, and that, that is another funny thing, like, working in, like, a nightclub as yeah. opposed to, like, a bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're seeing different style, styles of partying. Yeah, right? yeah, like, full on, like, well, when they grab Marcos and they're all pushing him over their head. Yeah, like, yeah, like throwing like him Parading him around the, the dance floor and everything. Yeah. You're like, this wouldn't happen, and, you know, in Earl's or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it just wouldn't it go. They would like, get him down, get him down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, no, we tra- we did that with Sean in the roundhouse, and we got in shit there yelling yeah, at us. Yeah. Parading the boys is a fun thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, uh, well, same thing with, like, well, like when the hockey players came in, like, when, yeah. like, like, we had Stamkos, James Neal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, a bunch, like, 
bunch of hockey players. Yeah. And um, Brad actually told me this, uh-huh. that um, Mike Commodore was on um, a podcast on, uh, shoot, what is it? Like Spit and Chicklets or something? Yeah, like Spit that? and Chicklets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, we went to this place in Whistler. No and way. And full on was like stoked on it. I was that's like, oh, cool. that's so good to hear. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing though. Like you're providing an experience for people and if yeah. they're stoked at the end of the day and you're stoked, yeah. like it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, 100%. Is there, um, do you notice a difference between like hockey players and like snowboarders and stuff like that? Or they're all just genuine um, people? Yeah. My experience with, like I'm trying to think, we've had... You know Canucks coming all the time. Yeah, McDavid. That was that was probably the coolest one because yeah. he actually like came up to the bar and was just like, "Hey, like, gave me his credit card." No word of a lie. I was probably gonna like think about it for a second. Like, I should just run with this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably so much money on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but like that was pretty cool. Like actually, like meeting him. Yeah. Um, and they were all pretty pretty good. Yeah, um, Rachel dudes. Trying to think. Usually, they've been pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It's different aspect there though. Like being a team, like they come in with a yeah. crew. Hey? Yeah, with a crew. Yeah, and they all have a lot of money. Yeah, like, they'll. Yeah, they're not throw down. Yeah, not cutting yeah. the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's so, like <laughs> I've seen your salary on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to get a deal. You're like, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no. um, yeah. but yeah, like as for like athletes, like yeah. like just in general, you mean or. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, just, um, I feel like being in a service industry, you see so many different people. Yeah. Yeah, like, you get, like, actors and actresses. Yeah. Never, like, huge names, but... Yeah. um, Definitely. Um, Yeah, for the most part, they're usually pretty good. Yeah, everyone's been pretty genuine. Yeah, and the, the one thing is, like, well, when they are you know, hockey players, like, big names, they do get special treatment. Like, that's yeah. the hard truth. Like, why wouldn't you, you know? But you're like, stoked to see the guy. and like, Yeah, they, exactly. You know? Um, and it, it's it's funny. Well, it, well, anyone that's, you know, going to spend money, they're going to get special treatment regardless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny when people are like, oh, why does that person get to do that? It's just like, oh, well, you just tip me $100. So <laughs> <Yeah. you're> like, <laughs> you want to give me 100 bucks? I'll do the exact same thing with you. <laughs> you can do anything you want. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Which obviously, you know, yeah, it's, it's like within reason. Like we had a guy what, what the other night on Friday. Yeah. And he was just a bit of, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> part sucked. of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he uh, came up and he was just like, oh, like I'm the one buying out this whole back bar. Like I can do whatever I want. He's oh, just, yeah. you know, being a loser. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, hey, whatever, man. Like yeah. same kind of thing. Like trying to flaunt his money and everything yeah. like that. And you're like, dude, like. No one cares. No, yeah, like, no you're not. It's like I've seen people spend way more money than you hear. You're not impressing me by you know buying out a back bar. Like, yeah, cool. Man. You're probably more impressed with the dude who's yeah, yeah, that came up and buys a bottle of Ace of Spades and pours it out for everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, wow, that's a really nice guy. <laughs> I wonder yeah. what that guy does. Yeah, no, but uh, we've had some like definitely some wealthy people come in. I remember this one time, this guy came, and and you can you can tell. And it's funny like they seem bigger like larger than life kind of thing when yeah. they walk in yeah, yeah just their kind of persona and everything like like people with like like really wealthy like we yeah. had um some of the don julio 
I don't know if it's the kids or like the family, but oh, like okay. their, their parents were like part owners of Don Julio. Whoa. And they full on bought like a $700 bottle of Cristal and didn't even open it at the end of the night. They just sprayed it everywhere because they're just, they just living. Yeah, they're just living, exactly. But no, we had this, uh, this one guy come in and no nice jacket, like just, just looked, everything was fresh is I guess the best way to say it. Like yeah. everything just clean cut, fresh, you know, and like massive diamond watch. Which you could just tell was like authentic. Yeah, and yeah, super that, nice guy came in. That's you know, cool. Like asked us, you know, oh yeah, you guys live here. He, he was English. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny and uh, just curious. Yeah, yeah, curious and like we talked to him for a little while and you know tipped really little well. Just super nice guy. Like just yeah, as you were saying, like with Mark Cuban, like interested in you. You want to not understand. just like, he's not there to you know promote himself and oh I do this. Like he's interested in you. Yeah, and like like your life story, which is goes a long way and it means uh, a lot yeah. yeah it means a lot and yeah. he, he went to leave and the guy at the door was like man i recognize that guy from somewhere oh, yeah. and we ended up he ended up knowing him he was from like his hometown really like in england or whatever like i think it was leeds or something like that like yeah a big city yeah from his home city and uh the guy was worth 300 million dollars <laughs> his net worth and you're just like jeez that's so cool that's probably what got him there though is he's just like you yeah, know a nice and, guy and wanted to hear from you yeah and so much of business and snowboarding and stuff is just being a good person just, yeah and actually you know putting in the time to it's those know. soft skills of being a genuine person yeah, and, like yeah. caring about other people yeah. and which yeah. definitely goes a long way yeah in a, lot, in a lot of businesses too yeah so obviously like business you gotta like, like there's a line you gotta draw you can't just you know, be oh, welcoming be nice. everyone yeah like that. you know there's kind of you know people gotta get fired sometimes and people gotta yeah you know learn a lesson and everything which it's funny um i was listening to uh, jordan peterson he was talking about oh, yeah. how uh he uh met um this one guy yeah. And his job was going into different companies and being like, um, all right, this person's not doing well, fire him. Like he would right, be like, yeah, like yeah. companies Make that were struggling. Yeah. He would go in and just try to like change things around yeah. and everything. And like, obviously, no, not an agreeable, agreeable person at no, all. Like totally. very far from it. Yeah. And he's going in there. He's like, I can't, like, how do you do all this? Like, like you know, like what, like, don't, do you feel bad? He's like, no, dude, I love it. He's like, this is like, this is what I like to do. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I can basically see someone who isn't working as hard as they should be or someone who's, you know, just in there for their like along for the ride yeah it's like i go in there i see that and you know i get them out like i feel like i'm doing something good i'm helping out the company and totally. you're just like well, like like you need people like that like 100 percent. you need that balance of yeah you know what's you know bringing people in and being you know you know fun and energetic because you want to have like a fun atmosphere but at the same time when someone's not pulling their weight and someone's yeah. You know just messing around okay well you're gone kind of thing so. and you'd hope that like that kick in the butt would hopefully you know if they have that personality that they want to become better that they'll be like oh okay i was you yeah. know i was slacking there yeah and like yeah. i'll take that hit and i'll go to my next place and i won't make that same mistake again yeah. versus 100%. just staying stagnant and stuff yeah. like that yeah do you um so if you deal with the manufacturers in china is it difficult to deal with that or is the like communication uh, side not too bad like my business partner does a lot of that like yeah. the actual dealing with it yeah um but it's been pretty pretty good they've been we yeah yeah, yeah. um we try to we're trying to get like right now we have two yeah kind okay. of manufacturers that we work with and ideally you don't want to back one up too much okay. so say like we have a 300 order 
going through. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure that you're still, you know, being proactive and getting other towels because I know we have a couple other orders that are a lot smaller that we're trying to get through, but obviously, you know, kind of priorities, you know, you want to make sure that the big order goes through and it's all totally, good. Totally, yeah. So we're trying to get, um, our, our plan is to kind of get a couple manufacturers that are all like sound. So you can balance it. Like exactly. So always towels going out the door. There's exactly. never big weights. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. I just so remember I was uh, one of the uh, local Whistler company and they produced their stuff out of China and they said that they would always have to travel there. Um, Not really. It was... Uh, Pardon me? Is that fix? No, it was uh, Sandbox at the time. Okay. They said yeah. that they always had to go there just to make sure, like, especially with helmets and stuff, that their product was yeah, well, <laughs> really good because they said they'd always try and take shortcuts. Like, yeah, really no, good. 100%. China yeah. is definitely... Have you been to China? No, I never have. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you went for... Uh, to do like some snowboarding? Yeah, yeah, I did some snowboarding out there. Yeah. Um, what did you think of China? Oh my gosh, it, it's interesting, man. Like, yeah. I know it's definitely an experience. Like, if like I had a unique opportunity where like yeah. I got paid to go, so I was like, I'm gonna full on jump Dude, onto this. Like, yeah, of course, that. take that opportunity. Um. But uh, yeah, it's just it's totally different there. Like, just the fact that like internet's not like Google's not a thing. It's crazy how restricted things are there. Hey? Exactly. Yeah. And. Like you think about that, like, like it's funny because um, the a couple of the people there, they're like they're into basketball, which was kind of cool. Oh, they're yeah, into yeah. NBA, yeah. and I was just like, oh, like, and I said a name, and they're like, oh, like what's that? And I was just like, oh, Google it, and they just kind of looked at me like, Google it. They and I was like, they they, they 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 don't know. Yeah. They don't know like you know just googling something. They don't have that accessibility. See, that's crazy the amount of freedom we haven't even in that sense that I don't even think about on a daily basis. Like that you can just search up the information in the world yeah. where there's countries where you can't do that yeah it's pretty crazy yeah <laughs> and we were right on the border of north korea which is kind of cool yeah <laughs> to me <laughs> you're like, alive. yeah now that you're here like that um, was sick but yeah yeah but yeah no we were like less than a, it was funny like my phone was saying that we were in north korea it was picking up yeah, like, it was picking up north korea yeah yeah um but yeah really cool experience another thing though for like snowboarders out there over there like where we were in china we were in northern china yeah like here, you go to do a street spot, yeah. you're getting shut down. Like people like, you know, there's all the liabilities and everything. Right, like people yeah. don't want you to be snowboarding, yeah. you know, on the streets. and you Yeah, know, they don't like it. Yeah, they don't like it. Yeah. Over there, it's so new to them. And as bad as it sounds, I think the fact that, you know, we were white and like we were different. Because up there, it's just like... Yeah, you know they don't they don't see you know white people or so they didn't you know, know what was going on so they're just they, like sure yeah yeah so whatever like oh like like they were so interested in it they were just like oh no way like the nightmare team was there yeah and they they got a bunch of shots done and That's like cool. if anything they they wanted to help us like the one guy he like he owned a hotel up there yeah and it was all glass like the the front of it yeah and they're like oh can we ride down it like for for a shot and he's like oh yeah yeah like like he was stoked. No well, way. I'm like, yeah, he was yeah. welcoming to yeah, it. Yeah, he was welcoming it. He's like, Whoa. oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. Like, go do it. That's you, so like, you cool. think about that in terms here. It's like, there's no way that would ever go down unless you had, like, a big corporation behind you that could, like, buy it out or something. Like yeah, that. they would like, pretty much be if, like, okay, you have paid me enough that I can replace this easily. Yeah, exactly. And then you can ride yeah. it. Like, and, you know, we're going to sign all these papers. If you get hurt, we're not allowed. Yeah, but he was just stuff. like, sure. Yeah, he was, like, stoked. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's a ne- an unique takeaway. Yeah, and then, like it was interesting. Like we like the the guy who owned it, yeah. obviously a wealthy um, businessman. Yeah. He took us out for dinner and everything. And yeah. I remember like we were drinking, and I went to go buy a round of shots. And oh I was yeah, like oh like I'll buy a round of shots. And he like he was like almost like disrespected that I wanted to buy people 
drinks. He's like, no, 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 I buy that. Like, he wanted to make sure that he, he was taking it. you guys yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that was kind of cool. Like, I think it'd be a different culture thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember my dad telling me a story. I'm pretty sure it was in China where he was, like, traveling around as a you know, younger guy and um, getting to the airport. He didn't really have any plans or anything like that. And he met a wealthy businessman on the plane. And the guy pretty much put him up for, like, the week that he was there took him yeah. to all the fancy restaurants and yeah. it was just he really wanted to show, show him yeah and and like give someone that experience and yeah. show him his culture and all yeah. his places and that's definitely yeah, one thing that i realized when i was there is like china just wants to show you china yeah which is which is awesome like it was cool that's really but, cool yeah <laughs> and so yeah there's like there's other stuff i found that over there like personal space isn't really a thing no people are tight <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah like you'd just be sitting down and be like doing up my boots and like like where we were, there's not really much English speaking, so okay. we had like some translators. Yeah. And one guy comes over and he sits like right beside <laughs> me, like, like right, like basically hand on my leg. Yeah, like, yeah. How are you doing today? And I'm just like, yeah, good man. <laughs> like, North America, like, you're like, oh, maybe move it over a little bit. Yeah. Like even my car, like I've got a nice meridian. Every time I sit yeah, down between exactly. my passenger, yeah, like yeah. you're sitting right beside me. Yeah, it was definitely funny. Did you? Um, what do you think about the food? Um, it's interesting for sure yeah. like like i didn't mind it okay too much like i know some people that's mike's biggest um, like the food over there he's like i just can't eat there yeah kill me with a box of cliff bars he's like okay see you guys yeah, yeah. it's definitely yeah not ideal. it's gnarlier it, right? it's gnarlier for yeah. sure um yeah I, I think a lot of it is just like there's lack of nutrition yeah <laughs> It's not like like it's just hard to get the same amount of green. Exactly. I know there. a lot of the people that went over there, they'd bring like protein powder and everything like that. Yeah. But for me, like I didn't get sick or anything like that. That's good. That you're asking. And then we were in Shanghai, I guess about a month ago. Me and my girlfriend, we went to oh, Maldives, really? which is pretty sick. That oh, was cool. Maldives. Yeah. I heard that's really dope. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, on the way back, we stopped by Shanghai and we had like a 12 hour layover, so we went downtown. Yeah, that was really cool. Like, got to go down there and everything like that. Well, it's probably like insane, like yeah. extravagant city space. Yeah, really. it is <laughs> really it's massive. Like, I didn't yeah. realize that the Shanghai Tower was the second biggest tower in the world. Oh, it is, eh? Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't even know that. And uh, like, I got there and I was just like, <laughs> it honestly just dwarfed, like, everything else just looks tiny compared to it. It's like, oh, it's just a monster. And it, like, it honestly doesn't look like it should be standing because it just keeps going, you know? Like, wow. It's so big. That's amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, just walking around there was just really, really cool. It and there it's, like, a little bit different because, you know, you kind of have, like, Starbucks and you yeah. have restaurants that you know. Okay. Well, with when you're kind of more up north, you're kind of, like, eating more cultured fruit. Yeah, way less westernized by the time you hit the, yeah, yeah, the smaller towns. Yeah, as soon towns. as you get up north. Yeah. Just, and another funny thing there is just that I remember one of the guys was like, oh, I come from a small town. I'm like, oh, yeah, how many people? He's like, ah, two million. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Come up to Terrace, BC. I'll yeah, show you a small totally. town. <laughs> yeah, te- so, oh, man. Yeah, definitely interesting. What did um, you think about growing up in Terrace? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I know Terrace. It's, it's cool, for yeah. sure. Like, I, I do like the, it's obviously slow pace. Yeah, um, a lot of like nature and kind of fishing is obviously massive up yeah, there, yeah. and everything. Like it has its benefits, but you're pretty isolated. Like those who don't know where Terrace is, you're basically 15 hour drive from here. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I, pretty far up there. I went there once with my family. It took us yeah, th- well, three Well, your cousin's days. actually... Yeah, yeah my yeah, cousin yeah. grew up in Texas. Yeah, that's, that's, that's um, funny. Yeah, you guys have known each other yeah, a long time. David. Yeah, it was good <laughs> shit. It's a good guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, snowboarding up there is really, really cool. Like, yeah. um, so much accessible backcountry. Like, yeah. that, was, that, that was one thing. I didn't... Re- we don't really have a park up there. No. For riding park. I lived on the island for a little bit. Okay. And uh, Mount Wash was kind of like my first actual, like, park that I rode. That you got to kind of see and ride. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, up north you just learn how to ride side hits and everything. Yeah. Which is really, really... Like, like at the time, I was like, this sucks. Like, I wish I had a park, you know, all totally. this Totally, I know that. And then yeah. you look back at it, and you're like, dude, I had, like, so, like, same with you, probably. Yeah, like, All the side totally. hits and, yeah. you know, tree stumps and stuff. You got to... Like, it develops your snowboarding in such mm-hmm. a different way. And it, it's funny, like, you, you get spoiled up there with powder. Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> a powder day up there, I still remember this one time. It was, like, a Thursday, and somehow, like, I got out of school, and I got to go up. Yeah. Like, dumped, like, 50 centimeters. Something oh. insane. There's maybe, like... 20 people up on the whole entire mountain yeah like the whole entire mountain you could you could count every single person up there yeah and uh i went to like one of the runs i think there's like 35 runs on the mountain yeah i went to one of the runs went down and then that was like my first run of the day and then i went back up there at the last run of the day and i went there and my track was the only track down no, that run and this is like one of the sickest runs and i'm like <laughs> oh my gosh i look like here in whistler it's geez if you're not up by 10 a.m it's just oh track. everything's gone yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is funny. But the one thing that's that I find with Whistler is people will wake up at, you know, five AM to yeah. go wait in line for two hours to get up there to get their one, you know, fresh track down. Yeah. But me, like obviously, you know, working late nights and stuff, it's harder for me to get up there. If I'm going backcountry I don't really have a, a problem with it. Yeah. Like but... I can wake up early and just kinda of power it out. Yeah. But to go up the mountain, like wake up at five AM, yeah. yeah, wait in line and everything. Like I can just go up there and no, I've been here for eight nine years. Yeah, you can kind of you kind of know the good spots. Yeah, you can find some. Yeah, stashes you, you can so. find some stashes. Yeah, or you can just boot pack. Honestly, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, and you can find some pretty good stuff. Yeah, get some like, tomorrow train or, or so much accessible to pack out like like drop into something and just have a quick yeah out. Yeah, totally. And I know people just I I guess people just aren't knowledgeable about it, but they don't want to put in the work. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you can, it's easy to complain about anything like. You know, yeah. Whistler's got a lot going for it, and yeah, yeah, you definitely see the crowds, but there's ways to manage yeah, it for yeah. sure. Yeah. What do you, have you noticed anything with the Vale takeover in the last little while? Um, like nothing much? that's been affected me so much, at least as far as Whistler. Like, I like it because I mean, we can like I can snowboard. I'll go to Colorado in the fall, which is on the pass. I'll yeah. snowboard all winter in Whistler, yeah. and then we'll go to Australia, which is on the pass too, and it's mm-hmm. all on one thing. So for us, that's a huge plus. Like it's saving thousands of dollars yeah. on lift passes. Yeah, that's really good. I've I definitely heard within people who work there that I think there's been a lot of changes. Yeah, I, but I haven't seen any like you know yeah. for me personally. Yeah, I think it's a bit more stricter working there. Yeah, I believe. Well, like I do fire and ice, which for okay. those who are unaware, we basically jump through a ring of fire. Yeah, it's <laughs> a job. But literally, it, what the yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's good to get a free pass out of it and yeah. some money. But uh, um, I know that they're like really strict on safety. Like, oh, safety, they tightened safety, up. Safety. Yeah. Like, they're really, really tight on that. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing with it, which was kind of funny for me, is people being like, Vale's taking over their big corporate, you know, like, yeah. you know, like ban, like get rid of Vale. It's like, 
those are black was a pretty big corporation right before it was that it's like it was too. like yeah, yeah yeah it was like it was like a mom and pop you know studio know, man. <laughs> going up it's just well, like that's the crazy thing about the core snowboarding <laughs> argument too it's like they're like oh dude support this company it's core i'm like yeah. dude that company that you think is core is owned by like five other companies yeah. that are owned by this other company that yeah. has nothing to do with yeah, snowboarding 100 but they just do their marketing to seem like they're yeah. the brand you yeah. know yeah, that's that's all a lot of companies. It's insane when you break it down that you yeah. know, like the the dad company of the dad companies. Yeah, to this one, um, there's a lot of misinformation out there too. I remember when I was a kid, like someone told me that Nike owned Burton. I should never support Burton. And yeah. I was just like yeah. ten years old. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, like yeah. sure. And then figuring out that like it's one of the you know the only companies that yeah, still own and that's you know probably yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, that's so funny though like with the misinformation like you get that all the time and it's funny yeah. how like when we were kids because i found well you're a lot more gullible as a kid but, totally yeah and yeah. you don't really research anything no that you you full-on believe it like there's still probably fibs and lies that have been oh. told as a kid and you're like oh no no that that, that happens and yeah then, yeah you know you get to a point where you just like look it up and you're like oh no it's totally yeah <laughs> like, totally I was, a rumor yeah 100 percent you know, it's funny growing up and like, yeah, here, in, especially in the industry too, like yeah. where you see and hear all these things and you find out that no, that was really true. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Learning to understand it more. I just remember being like a so young and the shop I used to ride for us. Well, I still ride for in Las Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. But the ride rep came to town. He was like, yo, like I can give you a pro form. Yeah. And I was like, he gave me some stickers and I went home like, mom. I made it. Yeah. Like I'm getting the pro form. It's the same thing the pros get. Like, yeah. It's the pro form. Like I'm there. <laughs> and her being like, yeah. ah. Yeah. No. Oh man. Like getting into snowboarding and everything was like, like as a kid especially. Like I remember. Yeah. Like, my first sponsor was Ruins Board Shop. Yeah. And totally. it was just like I remember they gave me a couple of T-shirts and I, I probably wore those T-shirts every single You're day. You're so like, excited. Every single day. And yeah. like when I got on with DC, it was just like. Yeah. Like I remember like. I didn't really believe it. It was funny. So, like, I had, like, the meeting with the rep. Yeah. And then um, she was like, oh, I'm heading away for a little bit, but when I come back, I want to meet up with you and you can come down. Yeah. So there's probably, like, two weeks where, like, I was on the team or, like, getting sponsored, but yeah, I wasn't quite yet sponsored. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was just like, am I actually sponsored? Am I not sponsored? You don't want to tell and, anyone? And, you're like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't really want to tell anyone because you might, like, blow it up and then find out that you're, like, you're not going to yeah, get anything. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, I just, like... Well, yeah, it goes that way more than the other way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like going down there, like I was like, am I getting like a sticker? Am I getting to get like a shirt? And then yeah. like you found out like, oh no, I'm getting full set up and everything. And like they've taken care of me so much. And that's huge. Yeah. You're just like, like that's like massive. Yeah. Like, that was like your goal, you know, like for the last you know, eight years. It's no yeah. Like I want to become that. And you finally got it. And you're like, oh. Yeah, you're <laughs> so stoked. It's still like cool. Like, you know, we, we just had DC week up in the glacier and stuff yeah. like that. And, no, that's great. You know, seeing the same thing in kids now, you know, handing out stickers and shirts so and, hey, do this trick and I'll give you a sticker. And they're just so excited and just yeah. seeing, you know, like almost yourself in those shoes. Like, I remember my first season up at Glacier. Yeah. 2010. Oh, yeah. Um, we were living on the island. My dad drove us all the way to Whistler from Comox. Wow. Um, came up here. And uh, obviously, you know, I was a huge snowboard yeah. enthusiast and stoked about it. And growing up in Terrace, like, you don't, like, like the scene up there is really, really small. But yeah, there's only like, a couple snowboarders. Exactly. And, yeah, and like, know the vibe. And, and no one's, like, you have some guys that are, like, talented yeah. and stuff, but no one's, like, going 
Yeah, no they're not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's really um, pushing for it. And uh, I walk through to where Wizard was, the bottom yeah. of the hill. Yeah, yeah. And I walk in, and then there's like Stevie Bell, John Jackson, the whole no form team. Way. And I was just like, like so taken back. I yeah. Was like, like the whistler like effect. Just, yeah, <laughs> the whistler effect. Like, oh my god. Like, yeah. And then I went up there, and uh, I didn't know where I was going because I was by myself. Okay. And yeah. like, I kind of got up, and I just cruised into COC. I, like, like, I was just following the skier. Yeah, 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 I was just following the skier, and I just like went right in. And I'm yeah. like, wait, don't I need to pass for this? <laughs> and I was just like, I'm in, I'm in Camp of Champs, no way. Like, yeah, so yeah. excited. I'm just like, I'm hiking all day. There's no way I'm going to try to like yeah, yeah, sneak get in again. Like, yeah. So, uh, which is funny. I actually saw David up there, your cousin. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, really. Connor? Like, and we ended up hanging out. Sick. And uh, yeah, they had like a send it with session, like the same kind of thing that I was doing with these kids you yeah. know, 10 years prior. And they're like, all right, if you do this trick, you know, you're going to get this. And I was full on doing that. And I was just like so stoked. And I remember like, also like cool. I never went upside down. And I was like, I'm going to try backflip. I'm going to try backflip. Oh, like that man. was my thing. Yeah, and yeah. I just like remember like eyes closed, hucked a backflip. Yeah. And uh, John Jackson was just like, dude, that was sick, man. Like high fived me and everything. And I was like blown away. Like that's cool. I remember coming down. And I was like, dad, you wouldn't believe what I saw. Like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just losing your mind telling yeah. him everything that happened. Yeah, I know. So it, and it's just cool to see kind of, you know, the same thing with kids full circle yeah full yeah. circle and that and that's definitely what i want to start to do now with snowboarding like john you know starting loving yeah, winter yeah, totally and everything like that kind of getting more involved with that those yeah. who are unaware john uh, leslie is doing a non-profit program getting kids into it's, snowboarding and skiing which is which is awesome like, yeah really really cool um and yeah just trying to get back to the, to the yeah, sport a bit more gave you something so much yeah. yeah no there's a beautiful side to it for sure yeah 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 I definitely think I mean I love that stuff it's so sick seeing like young kids stoked on things like that yeah well and like just because there's so many kids now like, like video games are such a huge thing yeah you know like I'm parents are having trouble trying to get their kids out of the house for sure like, like I've seen it like you know I have friends that just game out all the time totally yeah and you know whether it's snowboarding or tennis or like any sport you know just getting kids and because you know it's for cliche but you know kids are the future and everything yeah, yeah but like just seeing kids getting out there and showing passion for a certain sport or even if it's art or anything really yeah like even if it's business like just seeing kids excited about something yeah is you know it, it i mean makes you feel good and especially when you're the one that's like providing that yeah it feels um, good that for information you. to them it's it definitely is you know yeah. part of part of the, the circle or yeah totally the, yeah the yeah. Whole thing it sounds kind of hippy hippy but no but yeah. yeah it's cool to be like man i'm that guy providing this to a kid now these yeah. days it's like it feels good there's a lot of studies on that too like um like extracurricular activities for kids and like yeah. spending more than one year in it and finding something they're passionate about yeah. it provides a lot of skills to them later in life yeah 100 percent. well like team sports and everything like learning yeah. how to get along with people even if you yeah. don't like them like learning how to you know put up with people yeah and um yeah you know having a coach and you know it's kind of like having a boss like i don't know all that stuff dude it's, it's everything life skills i'm reading bobby orr's book right now oh okay and uh it's actually really really like his point on things are like i agree with them 100 percent. you hear that yeah, yeah i get that because like one thing that i don't agree with in a lot of these sports is getting kids yeah in young Oh yeah! Like, don't get me wrong. Like yeah, like if they get to kind of like a certain age where they are getting good, yeah, 
and they want them you can see you know potential of them you know becoming pro athletes yeah yeah you know start training them up for that but you know when you have kids that are eight nine years old and you are putting pressure on them to succeed dude not only are you setting them up to as sam was saying to not like the sport yeah you're setting them up if they don't make it for you know depression yeah and you know you you're putting these kids on a pedestal at a young age and it's just not good for their egos and dude there's a real dark side to it like you see it a lot yeah. in snowboarding the kids who get really good and yeah. and people want to help them out they're like oh man like yeah. you know you work for a shop you're like hey i'll get you on this brand like they're yeah. gonna give you products gonna help you but like a lot of times that person who thinks that they're helping that kid out are actually doing a lot of detrimental damage yeah. to them because now that kid has the pressure he feels like he has these sponsors that he has to have this unwavering loyalty to yeah. where the company is you know no shade on them but they don't really care necessarily like yeah, if their yeah. budget gets cut you're yeah. cut too yeah no, where this sure. kid like is you know liver like you know bleeding for this company yeah. and then the same with teams and sponsor or teams and coaches and stuff like that where yeah. it adds a lot of bullshit to young kids um sports that doesn't need to be there yeah like if you're trying to progress you need the littlest amount of i feel like extra bullshit on top of it to get yeah. to where you need to get and yeah. that added stuff can really take away from it quite quickly well and another thing with it too is you know maybe a kid is really passionate about it one year yeah maybe he wants to try something else later down the totally. road that was another thing yeah like you know like you know with me growing up like hockey like i was so passionate about hockey i'm like i'm still passionate about it but it's not like i go out and play every single day like the same totally. thing i do with snowboarding and yeah stuff like yeah that. um and yeah having like putting these kids on a pedestal and you know having it go to their head and, you know yeah especially with hockey and you know baseball and these other sports like oh, snowboarding man. too and being like oh you know that's little johnny over there he's a really really good so-and-so and this is actually one cool thing that he uh bobby Orr talks about in his book yeah is his parents and obviously, you know, him growing up, he was like the prodigy and everything like yeah. that. And uh, people would come in to the mom at her shop. She worked at a coffee shopper. Yeah. Whatever, and be like, oh, how's your son doing? She's like, oh, I have three of them. Which one are you talking about? Yeah. Which is like really, really good as a parent and as a, you know, a person to be like, hey, you know, this kid, he's good at hockey. Yeah. That's it. It's he, good like, to remember that you ain't shit. You yeah, know exactly. What I mean? it's like, yeah. That's, that's such a funny thing about like snowboarding. It's like, okay, you ride a piece of wood yeah down a mountain don't take it that seriously exactly and like same with hockey same with baseball and i'm a huge you know enthusiast about sports yeah and when you get to pro level and when you get to higher level okay now it's time to all right let's get these kids trained up and everything like that but when they're kids and this is what he talks about he you know kids at you know eight years old ten years old going to summer camp for hockey and training and you know getting their their fat levels tested and all this insane stuff um, he's like, I learned how to play hockey on a pond with 20 guys. Just yeah. sticks in the middle, let's go. And he's like, that is just so different, um, you know, way to learn. Yeah. And, you know, you're putting these kids now in where you have, you know, coaches and development yeah. and speed and all this stuff. And it's like, they don't need that. 100%. And it's like a time and place thing. Like, yeah, like you said, down the line, if it decides mm-hmm. that they really want to go that way, there's benefit to it. But yeah. growing up, yeah. It's all about just letting them nurture yeah, it naturally. Yeah, let them have fun. Like, if they like the sport, they like the sport. If they don't, well, you know, maybe they'll like something else. Totally. Maybe they'll like, you know, um, art or video or, you know, yeah. camera photography, you know. Like, there's a lot of different things that people like, like mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, there's so many 
And and a big part of it too is parents. I think putting the pressure on them like well, that is yeah the hockey dads the hockey dads. <laughs> yeah. Like I was down in Nicaragua and I saw a surf dad like oh, yeah. yelling at his kid. Yeah, and you're just like, dude, like, oh man, nice. and, and and you can't yeah. say anything, which is which is no, hard. It's tough. Like, yeah, you just kind of sit there and you're like, all right. Well, well yeah, I mean, who am I to say how you're supposed to? Say? <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, I don't think you should uh, parent your kid like that. Yeah, like how's yeah. that gonna go? But but uh, no, I mean that's bleeding into snowing too. Like we see more and more parents on hill like talk you know talking pretty strictly to the kids but i think uh, i think you can get it like i mean we said it with sam too like i think in some sports you can maybe get away with it but in snowboarding i just i I don't think you can do it i think Mm -hmm. you it's too for me like personally i think it's too gnarly and you need to love it too much you need to give so much to it that you can't hate it yeah and i think that creates a lot of resentment when you have that as a young kid mm-hmm. and that pressure and bringing in parents and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and especially like, uh, I, I never experienced this, but like people had said, like, you know, like Michael Jackson stuff that like they didn't have a childhood. Yeah. Like I totally like agree with that, you know, like. Yeah, you need to be you able know. to let go and like, yeah, yeah, have some things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, having kids your own age too is a big one. Yeah, I feel huge. like, you know, especially in snowboarding, yeah. Let's be honest, not all snowboarders are role models. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> By and and most you, of them are 10 years older than yeah. you, too. Yeah, yeah. And when you bring a kid that's, you know, eight years old, and here, come out yeah. with so and so, and, you know, maybe. Oh, man, I remember. <laughs> they're like, teaching him some things. That looking back, exactly. of, like being at certain snowboard events and seeing things that are going on as a kid, you're just like, oh. Yeah. I didn't even think of like oh that guy was doing that drug that guy yeah. was doing this thing like yeah. now that you know more but in the yeah. moment you're just like that. not that I would trade it for anything but yeah, yeah it definitely you gotta be careful about that kind of stuff yeah. for sure full on you know I've read yeah like Theo Fleury's book and he kind of talks about you know growing up in hockey and well obviously what happened to him is a bit of a different story but yeah, um, yeah just having kids hanging out with like people their own age is pretty big yeah there's uh, uh, like for and it's funny like as like children yeah. you know like someone who's a year older than you it's yeah. like oh this person no he's older like, yeah and yeah. Then, like obviously like when you get to a certain age it's kind of like okay everyone's kind of you know like oh i'm whistler it's like oh you like snowboarding okay we're yeah, friends yeah. i don't care if you're yeah 45 yeah. or 15 like yeah. i'm stoked on you yeah. but like yeah. as as kids i don't my my personal opinion is yeah you don't really want you know older people you know 10 year gap between ages hanging out with each other because it's just I don't know at least not all the time yeah like I definitely like enjoyed some relationships when I was you know a pretty young kid with some older guys but yeah I think you you don't get those same kind of bonds that you do with the kid who's just your age and you're snowboarding together but that's one of the things that is tough in a place like like Terrace or like Rossland is that there isn't that many kids who like what you like (laughs) Like yeah. I was on a snowboard team. I was the youngest for the whole time, pretty yeah. much, because you know, and you're riding with guys who are a lot older, just because they love snowboarding, and it's the only way you can kind of get it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Nice. I stuff. was I was pretty fortunate. I basically had three guys that I rode with. That's sick. And like, and like that was, and yeah. we, and, and and this was like the one thing that I like I liked about snowboarding was like the, the fact that there was no coach and all that kind yeah. of thing. Like you can kind of just do what you want. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like we never, like I've never been part of like a, a coach or training program for snowboarding. It's always just kind of been, oh, like let's go do this. And, yeah, have fun. Um, yeah, have fun with it, exactly. And, you know, I think that has taken 
a big toll on kind of like my style and like my writing. Yeah. So that is how I've kind of grown up with it. Stuff like that. Well, when you see some of these contest kids, like you can almost see a contest kid. You know what I mean? Oh, like their totally. style. Yeah, yeah. And everything is. Yeah. Is so. It's just bread for contests. Yeah. Which, you know, if that's what they like to do, that's what they like to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets tough to point because, like, there's certain ways to do a trick that are more efficient than other ways. Like, yeah. if you know how to snap efficiently, you can spin more. Yeah. You can spin yeah. more consistently, like, yeah. learning how to spot a trick and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And landing all squared up and, like, how you can yeah. do your grabs and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah it, it is interesting how, like, different <laughs> areas of snowboarding breed different snowboarders. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and uh, <laughs> that's another funny thing. It's like, yeah, you see these kids coming up, and yeah. they're so young, they're so talented, and everything like that. Yeah. And as you were talking about before, like you know, like people who go oh, snowboarder, you know, have that that mentality of like what oh, I'm yeah. doing, you know, makes me better than a certain other person. That, and yeah, it's funny because it's like it's so humbling when you see like a kid that's like twelve years old that's better than you. Yeah, and you're just like, all right, like no how matter cool what, am I? Yeah. yeah, exactly. No matter how good you are at snowboarding, there's usually a kid that's twelve years old that's better than you, and that's yeah. in, that's in a lot of sports too. Yeah, like, totally. It's, it's it's interesting. I, I never get the like you know the too cool thing. Like it doesn't no. doesn't really make sense to me. And that's that's the same art. Like when it comes back to like yeah like you know a certain style argument and snowboarding the airbag thing the contest thing like yeah. at the end of the day like it's all bullshit. Like the universe doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't care that we're sliding down snow on a plank <laughs> of wood. Like why can't we all just forget the bullshit and just like go snowboarding and just yeah. enjoy it? Whether or not you're. Yeah. You know really want to get that you know triple cork or you just yeah. want to do a turn like yeah. i don't think there needs to be so much like it has yeah. to be like this it has to be and, so cool and the whole of well this isn't surfing and skateboarding too yeah the the scene yeah like how people are like like almost non-accepting of certain you know you know usually beginners and stuff yeah like totally. when they make fun of like a person trying to learn how to snowboard or learning how to surf yeah and stuff like that um getting angry at them and stuff or like making fun of them it's yeah, like get hey, in my way like you know if something. you want more people to get into your sport and enjoy it yeah why are you being rude to them yeah it just doesn't make any sense i yeah i, I definitely think like yeah, you might as well support it yeah yeah 100%. yeah i never got that like it's just i think i think skateboarding Surfing is probably the worst, like for the whole local. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm local, and I get it a little bit, like, uh, you know, when you have <laughs> a uh, a certain break yeah. that you're just oh yeah, yours, yeah. then you have like tourists coming all in. I mean, um, it's man. If if there's any like I don't know the people listening, if there's any old dogs that were in snowboarding, they're probably like, oh, you kids don't know the half of it. Like it used to be hard. Like snowboarding yeah. used to be hard to get into. Mm-hmm. Like different cultures and like you had to be mean and punk and like fucking yeah. a bunch of hard guys out there and same in surfing same in skating like now it's you know arguably pretty soft in that sense <laughs> but i mean i wasn't a part of that and i'm just all for the love of it i don't really yeah. i don't really care for excluding anyone i think everyone yeah. should like that's the thing that's tough too with teams is like a lot of teams are exclusive and that's yeah. one thing i really pride worcester valley about being about is that if you want to ride with worcester valley yeah you can just sign up and ride with them yeah. like um, of course, there's all like you know, uh, snowboard expensive, so it excludes people in that yeah. way. But like, I think everyone, if they want to snowboard, should be able to snowboard and just have as much fun yeah. as they can. Well, and there's different 
ways to go about it too like yeah if you want to snowboard you want to be on a team yeah and you want to you know like there's going to be politics in that yeah totally like, like there's politics and everything but yeah if you want to buy a snowboard and go up a mountain like yeah no one's stopping you from doing that and yeah. like well i i see i i think the worst part that i see it is we'll be going through a park and there'll be a dad taking his kids to the park and yeah. they don't know etiquette oh yeah right? true yeah that's yeah. that's a big one and don't yeah. get me wrong yeah, like I'll go down and I'll like I'll talk to the family and just be like, hey, like your kid shouldn't be there because yeah, you know he's gonna get hit and he's gonna be hurt. Because it's a hurt. bad experience. Right? A bad That's experience. the worst feeling, dude. When you yeah. come over a jump and you're yeah. like, and there's you someone fucking yeah, and you're just like, because yeah. you get scared because you know you're gonna get hurt and that kid's gonna yeah. get hurt and you're gonna feel bad. Like yeah. it's a whole but big thing. I think where a lot of snowboarders go wrong with the uh, with that whole experience is. No, hey, you, your kid should yeah. be and just start yelling at him. It's like that's not gonna. That's just gonna escalate the situation. What you should do is you should pull on just be like, hey, like for the safety of your kid, and yeah. just explain it to him. Just yeah. be like, hey, like your kid shouldn't stay, like stay there. Like this is a, you know, park zone. Yeah. We can't see your child from the bottom. They yeah. might get hit. And the amount of times I've had that happen where the parent was like, oh, sorry, like thank you, yeah. is far beyond greater than if I see you know like I have friends that just yell and start yeah, you know, totally. cursing at him it's just like it's not how it's not going to help your situation it's at just all. poor communication skills yeah. like it's not going to give you what you want out of it it's mm-hmm. just going to cause more problems then they're going to be bummed on he's like I'm never going to let my kids snowboard yeah. again because of all these you know yeah. asshole snowboarders that yeah. are yelling at me you know kind of thing yeah yeah I think the the one other thing I kind of want to talk about is yeah just like giving back to the sport and everything like sure finding a new way to kind of stay with it yeah and one thing that i've been trying to do is get more into like announcing oh okay which has been which has been kind of yeah kind of fun like i, I love do i love you, announcing you're out of anyone i know can like get people going and like start yeah. up a vibe and yeah. get the crowd yeah yeah um like i do the, i do the skate night at garfinkel's yeah the nightclub which is so much fun like, yeah and like i love a kind of playing around with it a little bit and like yeah. using certain phrases and everything like that yeah um yeah it's really really good like craig like the like i don't know i guess imitation is the best form of flattery totally but, like you just watch his stuff <laughs> like oh i can do yeah. that i can do well, that dude craig's he, it's funny i always joke about it he's like the tony romo of snowboarding like really he can do both sides he can like announce it so well yeah. and he's like you know obviously a phenomenal snowboarder yeah, uh, Craig McMorris for those who are wondering. But yeah, uh, no, he's got and he's got the personality, but he's also he's got, the, got smart. the pers- yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and the way he kind of breaks down tricks and everything like that is just, it's just I don't know. He he does a really really good job. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't say that I like totally copy him and imitate him, but he's definitely like one guy that like one a.m. You know, I I went down to Seymour with John. Mostly. Oh yeah. And we yeah. did a contest down there, yeah. and I got to announce it, and I had, I had a lot of fun with it. That's cool, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just kind of, you know, having that kind of Craig voice in your background, like, oh, like... Dude, <laughs> I get this. that, man. Like, when I'm thinking about how I'm going to snap this trick, I'll be like, yeah. I'll just think of a video of Mark, and he's doing it. So, yeah. like, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, with the... Um, yeah and kind of, like, putting... Like, like, when I announce... yeah. It's funny, people are like you totally change your voice and everything. Like, oh yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at Garfinkel's for the skate night. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta play it up. Yeah, that's yeah. everything, eh? Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh Man. That's fun though. That's 
I mean, that's something I, I love to see. Like, you're watching a comedy show or something, and the way they can, like, manage a crowd and things like that. That's yeah. a really cool skill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, hopefully, yeah, I can do another couple kind of announcing gigs yeah. this summer. But, yeah, it's definitely one thing that I've been trying to get more into. Yeah, put it out there yeah. if anyone's got yeah. announcing yeah. gigs. Yeah, if anybody wants in. Announcing. Yeah. Gig, I can do it for you. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, but yeah, also and well, hockey players and stuff, or like hockey commentary and everything. Yeah. Like when you hear them and just like the the wordplay they use and you know, kind of yeah. like describing everything. It's really, really cool. Man, you probably listen to it differently now, hey? Like yeah. how they describe certain yeah. things, well, and how well, they the, carry conversation. The one good thing about which I've never done yeah. is they usually have two people. Okay. Right. So they usually have one person who's like full on describing exactly what's going yeah. down. And the other person is more like like analyzing it. Yeah. So if something happens, they'll be like, "Oh, watch this." Yeah. You know, watch this pass that happened over here that you know created this goal opportunity. Yeah. Well, he's kind of more analyzing it, and then you have the one guy who's describing like me. I kind of got to do like almost both. Yeah, that's time. tough. And, uh, and also, when you have two people, you can like have a bit of conversation. You can throw things off exactly. each other. You can and balance you, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can talk to each other. Well, when you're by yourself, you're just kind of up there. And, and yeah. okay, like yeah. you're bringing all the energy yeah, yourself, yeah. you know? But uh, the, the, the best way to kind of get around that is you just talk about like, like thanking sponsors or whatever. Right, right? Like yeah. When I was imagine. at Mount Seymour, like, thank you, Mount Seymour, throwing on this event. Like, yeah. kind of going that way. Fill the space. You fill the space, exactly, yeah. when there's nothing going on. But, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyone's got any uh, commentary? Then yeah, you. you're there. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, stoked. Yeah, uh, that's a cool. Yeah, I, that's a smart thing though. Like you're kind of, I mean, sustainability is everything. That's a way that you can stay in, you know, yeah. in it and still yeah. be around. But then like you got that facet yeah. and this one. Like it's just good to be. And also being like adaptable too. Yeah. Like obviously, you know, snowboarding is kind of going through a lot of like yeah. it's always changing like yeah. every industry is always changing I mean, totally there's peaks and valleys yeah and uh you know trying to stay with it while just adapting and, then, and that's one thing that i'm really excited to kind of learn about business mm-hmm. you know there's times where you're going to be doing really really well and there's times where you're going to be losing a lot and just being like okay why and that was a big thing um with this onward book that i read yeah the starbucks is okay why are we doing bad and like looking into it and um, I read uh, Ed Catmull, okay. who was uh, the CEO of Pixar. Yeah, it might still be. Yeah, but um, he kind of talks about it, and he says when things are going good, yeah, is usually when you got to step back, because really? when things are going good, you're not really thinking about anything going wrong. You know? Right, totally. and then you kind of start, you know, maybe a bad habit, or maybe you start getting lazy here. Yeah, and then it starts to kind of create a downfall. Yeah, and then you know, usually it comes with a crash, and then you're like, oh, like how did this happen? Yeah. So when things are going when things are going bad, you're like, okay, we're on it. We need to fix these certain problems. You're su- yeah, super. Things focused. are going good. You're not really looking at what's going wrong because why would you? you know, yeah. Things are going well, so you don't think you're doing anything wrong. Yeah. So to always be able to take that step back and just be mindful that you yeah. know it can yeah. always kind of go away. Yeah, and and, and changing. Um, yeah, being adaptable and changing, you know, maybe business model and maybe yeah. um, you're snowboarding. Maybe, you know, you went from being a pro to, okay, how do I want to stay in snowboarding? Oh, maybe I'll start coaching. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Oh, being able to pivot is yeah. huge. And that's with any industry, like especially with how so quickly our world changes, like with the internet and stuff like that. Like next year, 
you know, social media could be a completely different place versus oh, yeah. this year. So if you, yeah. that's what you rely on, like yeah. you need to be able to pivot quickly. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's a, another thing, um, you know, kind of being an investor or being a, a, a CEO or a business yeah. um, is having kind of a plan B or ha- yeah, having something to fall back on. Yeah. Okay, well, all right, well, this um, revenue isn't making me much. And that's a big thing with, I don't know, success stories they always say you know having like more than one stream of income right yeah having three or four streams of income be like all right so if you know i get laid off my job's not doing well you know yeah the bar's closed all right well at least i still have money coming in from here and that's kind of my biggest thing right now is trying to create those streams of revenue yeah coming in so that if something does happen down the long road which you know even if i get sick or something like that or you know i get hurt yeah all right well you know maybe i'm not now making money from bartending but now making money from my side business I can do that from the computer yeah I can do that from beach days um you know I have investments too maybe I can start making money from that so that is really crucial is having other game plans yeah not all your eggs are in one basket you're not relying on one thing to work yeah. you've got everything coming around yeah. oh it's smart yeah, yeah. <laughs> on it so. it's uh, nice to see the passion I love being around passionate people thank you yeah yeah cheers yeah yeah no um it's one thing that I've always like I've never done a podcast so this is this Dude, has been fun. fun so yeah. hopefully I don't know people people will listen to this <laughs> yeah I never know honestly like they're all new but I mean I think people I think everyone's got something unique like I think you've got you know a lot going for you and, and really cool takes and I think yeah. people respect that you know mm-hmm. and yeah. another thing is just like like taking, taking opportunities like like you're like hey do you want to come on this podcast it's like 100% like, yeah why not yeah I've never been on one one, like, like I, I like this. Like, I really enjoy, you know, being yeah. here and just, you know, talking about, you know, my perspective and, you know, people can interpret that however they want. Yeah, and share um, to it. And, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, like, same with, like, commentating. Like, John was like, hey, you want to come down to Seymour and commentate? And yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. And just taking those opportunities and see what they lead you because you never know. Like, maybe it's a dead-end road right after that, but maybe you totally bomb. Who knows? But Totally. Until yeah. you kind of get out there and put yourself there. Yeah. That's a big thing, though. You have to be willing to take the risk. You have to be willing to suck. Like, I think that's one thing that a lot of people miss in snowboarding. You know that they, like, yeah. they get to a certain level and they're like, oh, no, I can't I can't do this trick because then I'll look, like, you know, I'll look bad because I'll be, like, you yeah. know, sucking at this. Or, yeah. you're like, oh, I don't want to go commentate. What if I can't do it kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. But being able to be like, I'll take this opportunity. Yeah. Maybe I like it. Maybe I don't. Yeah. There's some value in that. Yeah. And uh, another thing... Um, you don't really know what you like until you until you try it too. Yeah, like yeah. I, I never thought that I was like commentating until I kind of started doing it. And you're like, and shit, then, this is sick. Like, oh, this is actually like really really fun. And like, yeah. Like I like it because, like most of the commentating I've done is at Garfinkel's for the skate night. Yeah. So what that is is like people come in and it's just game of skate, S K A T E. Yeah. Uh, like trick for trick, both the uh, the competitors are going. Yeah. And uh, because I know obviously them like pretty personally, like I'll kind of put in like oh, hidden, you can hidden gems yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, and they love it, man. Like they Dude. always come up and they'll be like, oh man, that was so funny when you said that. And, like having a bit of humor with it too. Dude, I've been in there just been screaming, just yeah. like it's been. Yeah. yeah. Or like the giveaways and stuff like that. Like getting getting the crowd fired up. Like I love doing that too. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it gives you that good feeling. Yeah. Man, if only Marcos won the barbecue the other night. Yeah, I sorry, Marcos. <laughs> yeah. Should have been there. Again. Three, yeah. two, one, it's gone. That's yeah. it. For those who are wondering. 
Yeah. I uh, went to give away a barbecue. We always give away um, prizes at Garth's. Um, yeah. Sam won a blow up and oh, yeah. boat kind of like a raft kind of thing. a raft yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that was cool um, but yeah I know we give away like, electric scooters like I know a few of the boys electric crazy. scooters yeah and uh, we had a barbecue a couple weeks ago and I saw Marcos in there and I actually drew his name yeah which that's was amazing. insane yeah um, and I called it and he wasn't in the he building was... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get it I mean the rules the rules that's the only <laughs> thing he told me next day he's like dude I went out last night <laughs> Won this barbecue, but I wasn't there. <laughs> Didn't get it. it so long. So, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, we give away snowboards. We give away skateboards. Well, like Beyonce tickets, Drake tickets. No way. Those yeah, are big prizes. Pretty good. Like uh, the bosses do a really good job on getting yeah. some some good things for the wow for the staff. Garf is on it. Yeah. <laughs> Super. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, hey, Connor, we, that was great. Yeah, wow. thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. That I was... mean, you have the, the record so far. We, <laughs> right. we got the longest one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to beat Wimbledon next time, the five-hour five yeah. podcast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> It'll be in section segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's this one. Yeah. Part one, part two, part three. Yeah. It'll be good. But, uh, yeah, no, hopefully uh, Apple will buy the rights to this and be get a nice, a nice paycheck out of it. Yeah, and then I can just do this and still work. Ten 10% rule. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll hook it up. Um, awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on, though, and, no and sharing some really good insight. <laughs> Cheers. I yeah, yeah, it. yeah, anytime. Uh, yeah, for anybody wondering, Beach Days, Towel. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and your boy Pala. Your yeah, boy Pala, yeah. That's the one you really want. <laughs> Cheers, Sweet. guys. Have a good one. That's it. <laughs>